0: Welcome to Saturday night. How are you, Mike? I'm wonderful, mate. Warm,
1: a little bit warm down here in Sydney Town at the moment. Yeah. Will
0: mm. they get to Lead. forty today, or not quite? Well,
1: they did in they did in places, mate. Lead story on the news today on uh, Channel Nine on the six o'clock news. Nine on Channel Nine. It's summer. It's hot, mm. and they dedicated they dedicated four. Count them four on the road reporters to report from all over Sydney to say it's summer, it's hot. Well wow. <laughs> can you believe
0: it? I can actually man, yeah. but it was um <laughs> it was pretty warm. It's even warm up here. I think we're in for a cool yeah. change tomorrow. Is that that sound right
1: to yeah. you? Yeah. Southerly Buster they're talking about hitting down here at about ten o'clock tonight. They're saying should drop the temperature by about forty 40 degrees. Uh, It'll drop at about five degrees
0: in five minutes, they reckon. So, we've also got a cyclone heading towards the north, north Queensland side. But there's talks of it um, actually striking, you know, um, around Brisbane. So, I don't know how how true that is. But I'd say by the end of the week, um, next week, there'll be some reasonable rainfalls in that western Queensland area, we hope.
1: Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? I'm no, just looking at the uh, the weather radar at the moment. It's 30 degrees here in uh, on the south side of Sydney, right? And uh, we've got a you know 27 kilometres worth of visibility, 12 kilometres wind from the north northwest and it's it's. They reckon it's uh, going to be pleasant. I was outside in the cage before, mate, because you know I usually do the show from the cage when I'm at home, mm-hmm. uh, and the air conditioner down in the cage couldn't keep up, so. I've she's, migrated to the back deck.
0: She's a little bit warm.
1: A little bit warm down here at the moment. So I'm sitting here at the moment. I just had tea. Um,
0: well, you're set to go me. then.
1: I'm set to go. We've gone full carnivore today. Today's my first day of full carnivore today.
0: So you've been easing easing in?
1: Easing you know, in. Cold turkey, mate. That's the only way to go, apparently, according to your advice.
0: Well, it's it's my advice. I wouldn't say it's good advice, but it's my advice. <laughs> well, it, it can be a bit painful for a few days. Um, yeah, depends whether yeah. you've eased off on your coffee or anything, but um, carnivore diet—you can still have coffee on your diet, but um, like mate, on the carnivore, I, but no sugar.
1: No, I don't have sugar anyway, mm. so that, that's not a, that's not a challenge for me. I like, you know, like white coffee, I don't like black coffee that much. I have got to have something in it just to take the bitterness out, you know. Mm. Yeah. It's got a bit of milk in it, but uh, it wouldn't matter what diet I was on, mate. If it, if it didn't involve coffee, I wouldn't be on that diet. So.
0: <laughs> so it is one of the recommendations i just i just cut it out because it i i i believed it, it gave me a few gut problems so i got rid of the got coffee, coffee. And, yeah so it mm-hmm. was just you know start with that elimination get rid of the light and i yeah. might um i have a cup of tea every morning now with a, a little smidge of honey in it um Go in. Yep. so you know and it's it, it that has improved the energy levels are sort of starting to come back and yeah, yeah, had a bit bout of something this week. I don't know if it's been the the spicy cough or what. Don't test for it; you don't have it, eh? No, that's right. Yeah, that's but right. um, right. Just I don't know, fluey fluy style symptoms, but you yeah, know, no, could be just could be your sense t- of
1: smell or taste. No, well, no, it's not, it's not. It's not the spicy cough, then, is it? Well, the one would hope people. not. There's so. the two main symptoms. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, right. Eh? Losing your smell or losing your taste,
0: and then you get sick.
1: Then you get sick.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you
1: yeah. know, in, our... in all the time of uh, all the time that's been going around, I've been all over Australia. I've been exposed to people who have had it and it's touched wood. Never got it. Never got no, it. Never got it.
0: How lucky are you? How lucky
1: am I? I got sicker from the bloody vaccination.
0: Yeah. Well, I've I've never tested positive to it. Um, mm. May have been a few times. It was probably fairly likely, but um, yeah. Anyway, I've, moving I've on from positive.
1: <laughs> I've tested positive to a few things,
0: mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not the spicy cough. Yeah.
1: Oh, Jesus, mate. Mm. So, so where's Kendall? What's he doing?
0: Well, he, he's he's going to call in here soon. So we are we are trialling a little bit of a different system here tonight. So, right. Eh? Hopefully, because he's been given a new a new number to call in on. So, I hope I gave him the right one. Well, which would help, he but if not, I'll ring, help. I'll ring him shortly. But anyway, it
1: would help. Just, but he's he's out with the fam tonight, isn't he?
0: Yes, I believe so. It's Christmas party spirits everywhere, so that's that's okay. Yeah, so next next Saturday night we will actually be going on Friday night.
1: We will. We're going to do that next Friday night because we need the night off.
0: Yeah, um, I've
1: got a family thing on, and you've got a family thing on, I think, haven't you? Oh,
0: I've got a, a Christmas party on. Mm. Yeah, so um, we will we'll be having a yeah. We'll be having the same show on Friday night, but we'll just call and- it saturday and friday and uh, yes,
2: we
1: will and we'll replay it we'll it replay re- it that's on right. saturday night.
0: yeah so any other big news of the day mate apart from the heat apart from the heat no no, no. nothing nothing play. major okay. so. no no well
1: ryan o'neill kicked the bucket today
0: ryan o'neill
1: yeah he's 82 year old actor
0: mm.
1: Using a love story and did all those things. He, he used to go up with Farrah at there for a bit. Okay. Yeah, Ryan O'Neill.
0: Yeah, Ryan well, There O'Neill. you go. I, missed, I missed, must have missed that on the news today.
1: Google him up, mate. You'd remember Ryan O'Neill. He was in all sorts of
0: things. He was in, well, all sorts of things. All sorts yeah. of things. Yeah. Let me
1: just let me just let me just bring the story up. It's bound to be here on news. dot com. I'll just have a oh, quick you'd quiz.
0: You'd have I thought you'd have had that ready to go. Well, no, no,
1: no. Yeah. We go. We're opening up. We're opening it up in new tab, right? O'Neill, love story star partner of Farrah Fawcett. We don't want you to play that. Thank you very much.
0: Well, we all remember Farrah Fawcett. We do.
1: We all remember Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> Look, hang on.
0: Yeah, not play,
1: Michael. Not play. I pressed not play, and it played anyway. He was born ben, born Charles Patrick Ryan O'Neill in Los Angeles on April twenty nineteen forty one. There you
0: go. Eighty two. Well, before we move on, we must um, make a special thanks to Queensland Rail. Size it does days matter. It
1: certainly does, and you have to know your truck and height. And of course, Yogi's not here, so obviously we will do the do the story. Why is it important to know your truck and height,
0: mate? Well, so you don't hit the bridges, mate. That's handy, isn't it? Well, that's the first part, and probably to not cop that. What is it? A twelve thousand dollar fine. Yeah, about twelve grand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a, so
1: yeah, because we can all afford that. There'll be and
0: a little little bit of hurt all round, I'd say.
1: A little bit, a little yeah. bit of
0: hurt all around but the disruption to commuters and damaging your own gear, you know. Um, yeah. Like I say, it's, it's not just about trucks; it's about caravans and that as well. You don't want to knock mm. that air conditioner on the top of, off the top of it, not like on a day like today.
1: Well, see, bloody expensive. You drag your car around under a three point two metre bridge; you're not going to have much left on the roof.
0: No, no. I, was, I even I saw one there. I think it was on Facebook today. Mm. Another, another bridge strike. So it does happen very frequently, and. Obviously, Although, Queensland Rail want to get the message out there to please, please don't yeah, do it.
1: Please, please don't hit our bridges. Yeah. Uh, that would that would be handy if you didn't do that. Although um, it amuses me that the uh, NTC and others are talking about um, increasing the general access height to four point six. It is uh,
0: yeah. It is one of the. Uh, it's it's not really a recommendation yet. It's in there no. in. Um, in a discussion because of, you know, I, I, the, the length discussions there. on going from 19 to 20, which I think is important. Yeah. But I think, you know, the, the 4.6 now is something on Gazette. At least people might have to think a little harder before yeah. um, sailing into a tunnel, mm-hmm. um, whereas if it's the norm that it's 4.6, I don't think our road infrastructure is really built to handle that at the moment.
1: Well, they're saying, the stats are saying at the moment, mate, the bridge strikes it down across the country.
0: Yeah, okay. Um,
1: no, who knows? God. Maybe maybe there are people around that are paying attention to knowing their truck and height, mate.
0: Well, I hope so, but uh, going to, go on to um, 4.6 might change those statistics pretty quickly. <laughs> might
1: need to get so, a bit of truck whiz into them, mate.
0: Oh, I'd say so, and that'd be helpful for them all, wouldn't it, if you're going to run yeah, in it, it. And that's the, that's the thing, at, at 4.3, you know, you're pretty safe knowing that if it's, it doesn't have a number on it, it's probably right. Yeah, um, power lines, all, all the rest of it. So, yeah, I think 4.6 could be venturing into dangerous territory.
1: Um, um, I know I've, to, I've certainly tagged a power line. Mm, yeah, I ripped yeah. the I ripped, I ripped the supply line out of my own house.
0: Right, eh? That's a bit more than tagged it. <laughs> And probably someone come around and tagged it out after that. I would imagine. Yeah, no, they did. They come around and they fix
1: it. Of course, you did do that on a Saturday afternoon,
0: mm.
1: uh, which which just adds to the fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I,
1: I just I just bought a I just bought a new freighter taut and I'd been down to Melbourne to pick it up. And I'd driven home, and I drove, went round where I go at home all the time. When this is when I was living down in Western Victoria, and of course. Uh, I'd been towing flat tops up until that point.
0: <laughs> just, didn't <think. laughs> just didn't think?
1: Just didn't mm.
0: think. You uh, didn't know your truck and I,
1: I Well, I did know my truck and I'd, I just, just didn't know the You didn't I'd know the was, of your power I'd, line? Yeah, no, the power line that connected the house to the power pole out the front. Mm. And uh, the bloke came around and they came around, the uh, electricity guys came around and had a look and they said, I wonder what's happened here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just fell out. Just fell out. Mm. Yep. Was it, yeah. He said he he said to me, has
1: it been windy today? And I said, Not really. And he said to me again, has it been windy today? And I said, Yes, it has.
0: <laughs> a little bit of uh, a little bit of suggestive um questioning. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You wouldn't last real long in in an interview then, will you? No, no, yeah. So no, you did no, murder yeah. that person, did you, Michael? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
0: ask you again. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely, I did. Yeah. Well, All but, right. Um, so, a few other things to talk about here a little bit tonight. I think Colette's going to come down and we're just going to have a little chat about uh, the National Road Freighters Conference. All um, right, I'm not sure when she's going to do that. I
1: know. Um, She'll do it whenever she likes, mate.
0: When? Yep. That's that's fair enough yeah. too, um,
1: and we'll yeah. just accommodate we'll just accommodate her whims and wishes when she expresses them. Yeah, <laughs> so what we'll, we'll do.
0: We've had um, had a few song requests tonight. We've got Paul Beardy coming on at around nine o'clock, Australian right, Easter Daylight Saving Time. Right, eh? Um, and Yogi coming on at at some stage here as well. So, we have.
1: Yeah. Now, just just to cover something off quickly,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you know, we've both watched this Utopia show,
0: <laughs> right? You mean that real life reporting? On
1: that's the one. That this yeah. is where this is where this is where actual government people take take concepts off a fictional television series and bring them to life mm-hmm. with our taxpayer dollars. The uh, stadium that's planned for Hobart, the stadium that's planned for Hobart. Has been stalled because of a 108-year-old shed,
0: mm-hmm. which,
1: which has been historically used to store railway goods. Really, and it's become a yeah, yeah, and it's become a bit of a problem for the AFL uh, because it's right there in the footprint where they want to build this um, this uh, stadia. Right. So yeah, because I've got to wonder why. I mean, we can just go straight off the utopia script. Why do we need another stadium in Tasmania when they don't fill the ones that they already have? That's just oh, it
0: must be. There's, there's quite a few that are are disputing the need for it. I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but it's it, it's quite common. Build things we don't need and um, don't build things we do need. It's just yeah, obviously obviously yeah. the need from someone in. Um, In that realm, to have a new stadium.
1: Yeah, well, they're just uh, just, down. This is on the ABC, too. uh, Old Auntie, they're having a bit of an argument. The whole thing is saying it's problematic because Mm. the shed lies directly where the stadium is planned to be built. And in the initial plans, the developers thought they could relocate the shed to a separate area on the waterfront, Mm. about 110, 115 metres away, before the shed was removed from the plans altogether. Uh, but one of the primary elements of the Shed's heritage listed is its location. So moving the building effectively removes <laughs> a significant part of its heritage. Yeah,
0: right. Significance.
1: Uh, a Tasmanian architect gone off his chops plate named Matt Hines has been down there. It's lasted more than 100 years a usable structure on the site. It's meaningful in that place. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it just amuses me. The Shed's currently used in an event space and has been through a $5 million upgrade. Yeah. Sorry, it was meant to have a $5 million upgrade, uh, which was planned for last year, but did not occur. Uh, the $715 million worth of funding for the stadium is assigned to demolition work.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: 715, part of the $715 million is uh, assigned to demolition work. So that's uh, that's... Tasmania. There
0: you go. Mm. Well, my it's... brother's laughing about that. He reckons it's as funny as hell. Building a stadium for some, for something they don't need it for. So well, I, I don't I don't follow the AFL, but you know I, I I didn't even know they had a team in the AFL. Well, they don't. Oh, right. Eh? <laughs> That's a, that makes a bit more of a different story. Then again, doesn't it? But
1: they don't. I think Hawthorne have sort of. Played some games down there at York Park, which is in Launceston Yeah, um, they've done a bit of that. Uh, of so- course, there's the there's the uh, the, the cricket ground over, well cricket ground is down there, of course. Yeah. That's it.
0: So are they trying to introduce a team in? That maybe that's why they need to build it.
1: I, well, that's is part of the thing. What, this is part of the thing. We want to we want to have a, a, a an AFL team in in Tassie. I think St Kilda had a bit of a look down there too at one stage. I might be wrong. It might be St Kilda and not Hawthorne. Mm. I can't remember. Yeah, that's, okay. how much, that's how closely I follow Aussie rules. Yeah, uh, But, I mean, it, it is. it does strike me as wildly amusing. The question, of course, I have to ask is why are our taxpayer dollars being used to support anything that the AFL want to do or the NRL or any of these sporting codes? If you want a stadium, by all means, mm. go and build one. You it is a hard one.
0: I, like with, I know with um, with the rugby league, they sort of were, you know, holding the, the government to ransom a little bit on um, mm. on whether they're going to spend money or not. Which yeah. you know, if um, if you don't, yeah, pay taxes. Oh, here what's, we go. Yeah, what's that? Here we go. That's ringing a lot louder than I thought. It, um, it's our good friend Yogi. We'll go straight yeah. on here, Yogi. How are you going? Oh, I get out of
1: here.
3: G'day. what's going on today? Well,
0: we're trying <laughs> a new phone line and um, apparently it rings quite loud. I'll have to... Um, the old
1: school phone ring? Old please? school phone,
0: hey, you're the... You're ah, you
1: actually can't beat an old
3: school phone ring. I don't know if anyone knows why people have got other rings on their phone. You just need to ring like an old telephone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just expected you then go you just sounded like you're gonna go, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah I am, I am. Ho, ho ho is what we're doing here at the moment. Oh ho oh, oh.
3: ho.
1: You're out with the oh, fam, mate, what are you doing?
3: Uh Christmas party on Amanda's family side Christmas party. So Right yeah. right, right, right. Right, 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 right. It's an all day event. Like it's so it's so I've slipped off off to the top up into the shed and I'll just yeah, have a little quiet hour or two here with your ice, you know. So yeah.
1: right. well, you don't feel as though you need to stay, mate. You got to go back and. Oh, I will she be right? When I go need to go get some more food, or,
3: you know, some Christmas presents, or more stubbies, I'll wander off. But it's all good. I've got my very festive Christmas shirt on today. It's uh, fabulous.
0: Yeah. So right. you haven't organised for someone to bring you a fresh drink every like twelve minutes or something.
3: Uh, I don't know. I'll try and see out one of the kids, maybe. You know, so although Lucy wanted to phone in, she was she was wondering. So yeah. you know.
0: well, there you go.
3: So <laughs> I'll in one of the cousins. They all want to phone in until they've probably yeah. put to that point where they actually got a phone in.
1: <laughs> yeah. What you do is you dial the number and hand them to them. So there you go. It's ringing.
0: Mm. Call in. Yeah, I can't because I'm on the radio. Right. So it's been a good day, Yagi. Have you got these sweltering temperatures over there?
3: Oh, we're, we're probably going to be sweltering up to about 27 today. Um, so, yeah, I think that's on the radar as being a very extreme weather pattern. Mm. 27 in summer. So, yeah. yeah. Extreme. How, how much of a crock is that? It's called summer. Good people, like that's what happens, you know. Well, guess what? Like, well, you are saying, Mike, guess it what?
0: Takes four people in Sydney to tell you roaming around.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Of course, Adelaide has smashed a grim climate record. What S- the well? I mean, Adelaide, if they did get hot down there, it, it
3: will be a concern. But you know, at the end of the day, look, I never understand how that people. Look, like we're, we're I reckon where we are in the south of Western Australia, we've had we've had cooler. Uh, uh, weather, you know, I reckon we've had cooler summers. We haven't had. We, a couple of years ago, we had forty above forty in Western Australia. It was forty right. days over forty. You know,
0: so right, yeah. Eh? yeah, that, that gets Which, gets rather warm and it heats everything up too in that point, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, but that was in Perth. Like Hedland, Hedland, it's forty over forty all the time. It doesn't. That's right. Change, you know, like it just is what it is. So, yeah. And when when you yeah. go to like call Caratha the cooler coast because it's probably thirty
1: eight. Yeah, well, I yeah. we know that when <laughs> yeah. we used to get out in the get out in the Cooper Basin and that it was like you know, not uncommon for it to be forty five degrees out there. You just yeah, uh, you know. Hmm. You just well, what the is exact... oldest
3: on record? Well, 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 I don't know. I telling you
0: fifty two. I don't know. In in the northwest there. Eh?
3: No, the hottest day on record on oh. being
0: recorded is 52. I don't know. All uh, right. Yeah. I'm going to find what out. I'm Googling
1: as we speak. Oh, a, te- text in, good
0: people. The Google man will be on this. Hottest it's day hot.
1: on record. <laughs> uh, according to the World Meteorolo- <laughs> a little bit of Meteorological Australia. Organization. Australia. Australia. Boom, now, which is they don't like. 56.7 oh. degrees, but this is in California.
0: Oh so that, yeah! Hottest
1: hot day on record in Australia, second of yes, January nineteen ninety at Ud Nadatta, South Australia. Ud Nadatta, you wouldn't read about it. Probably one of the coldest places on earth. Hmm. That. Be in
0: nineteen sixty did you say? Yeah,
1: second of January nineteen sixty. But what about fifty point seven degrees? All right, all right. What about was we'll global, say 50. global 7. warming? What about global warming? It didn't happen.
0: Well it was in nineteen and it? Sixty.
3: So it was hot in nineteen sixty. How was it so hot in nineteen sixty they didn't have
0: colour back then?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's amazing, right.
4: isn't it? How did they right.
3: see the mercury on the temperature gauge? You didn't have colour back then. Well, what were we it's
1: thinking? It was just all coal. There were no windmills for power back then, dude. Oh, oh my
0: goodness. No and, solar and, and panels <laughs> to absorb all the heat. No
1: yeah. and no air
3: cons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the reliable, no aircons. <laughs> reliable power. That'd be the hottest a... year ever recorded on Earth? 2016.
0: Oh, so it's yeah, cool. been a dry year.
1: It's cooled down a little bit since then, apparently. Yeah. But they reckon the 2023 is on track to become modest year on record now.
0: Yeah, no way. Uh, I don't think so.
3: <sighs> not, if, not even if it's it's 48 degrees for the next 15 days or 20 days. Mm. Are we in December? 3 is yeah, we done. Yeah. We're we're into 2024. Mm. Bring on the yeah. fours. Three's a three's just an off number. So Always has been. Only a couple of it's ago, much ball, more right? rounded number.
1: Now, according to a different website uh 1828 is australia's hottest day on record
0: did they have the internet uh, in that, that era
1: no 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 but they did have weather records right yeah right. so what what you're saying to us here mike is it's a cycle of weather is that what you're saying no what i'm saying to you now <laughs> is that they've cherry picked all the figures and they've changed they've, they've changed history to manipulate the narrative how's that we're we going to get from now <laughs> 1828 53.9 degrees. Back before man-made climate change was fine in Australia. Yeah, <laughs> 20, man, it <laughs> was around 300 <laughs> past a
3: million. Uh, well, I reckon uh, I've worked yeah. in 55. It was 55, but obviously it wasn't where mm. it was recorded. We, we yep. was 55 where we were at Una. So, mean, yep. I'm going to Una tomorrow. Actually, is where I'm at yep. two tomorrow night. So, up there, and um, yeah, it's probably going to be 40, and I'm probably going to complain because I'm a southerner. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, must, I must jump on the climate change bandwagon.
1: Yeah, well, that 1856 uh, temperature, sorry, was it 1856, 1828? Um, the Permanent Weather Bureau has been in Adelaide since 1856. was
3: 1828 when rum was, made? I don't know.
0: <laughs> you know the history of rum.
3: Yeah, more than a
1: history of... It was, it was in the eights. And I'm pretty sure it was... all might have been 1808, actually. Did you see some economic vandal today broke into a winery or a wine shop or something yeah. and and smashed all the vats? He was dressed as a cowboy or something. <laughs> uh, so, what, not for oil? Not oil? No, or was no, no, ones no, 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 no just, just an economic vandal. who's broken into this joint and rather than stealing anything out of it, he smashed the vats and... But he tipped all the wine, about half a million dollars worth of wine out onto the floor.
0: Oh, really? Oh, isn't that yeah. lovely? You'd have
1: to you'd have to think that maybe maybe there might be a little bit of bad blood going on there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Someone's done something to annoy someone, I'd say.
0: Yeah.
1: But he's oh. chosen the as a cowboy to go and commit his crime. A I, bit of I, bad I, claret, you reckon? Uh, maybe a bit of bad claret.
4: <laughs> I don't
1: know <laughs> oh, that play with. I love oh, dear, like, yeah, hey. on oh, work. Oh, I'm on fire
3: today. I'm coming out a couple of da- cracking dad jokes today. I love dad jokes. Mate of mine sent me a picture today. He sent me a picture of uh, his, his guard had come off his truck, and I said, Did that catch you off guard? And it, it looked yeah. just classic dad jokes.
0: Classic. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. We, we had a text message here from after the night, Yogi. And it talks about, um, it says, Hi, on the road team. Just a little concerned about Yogi and his flamingo shirt.
4: Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And and I haven't done
0: this yet. but Have you guys ever Googled what a flamingo shirt represents? So we should, because it probably represents Yogi.
4: I
3: don't know yeah. do I do or, on, or some or some kind of um uh, look I don't know whether it'll
0: come up on news
3: dot com but you can google it if you want them oh, oh,
1: I will i'm just gonna I'm just gonna type in what what does a flamingo,
3: a flamingo shirt, shirt represent
1: shirt mm. Rep- represent Represents sexually oh mm. right Oh dear, oh dear, yogi.
0: (laughs) Uh... Is it it now something we shouldn't repeat on air? No, 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 no. I
1: I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that yogi and Amanda played these games. But now I do. I'm intensely interested. (laughs) Oh dear! dear. It's it's used. It's used as a symbol to show your hospitality. And it's more from there. The pink flamingo meaning is used as an indicator of a swinging lifestyle game. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, no, no! Can confirm,
3: no swinging, no swinging flamingos here. Can confirm, <laughs> no swinging No, No, nah, ah. nah, I just like the bird. I, I like the beak yeah. and I like the bird. Well, I mean, I don't. Well, I do and I don't. We've just ended up with, uh, we've just, uh, we've just ended up with one. Nah, hmm. like we've ended up with prints from
0: Flamingo. Mm. Yeah, right. it does say yep. although someone could mistake it as a sign for swinging it isn't a common sign so oh, there you go uh, you know, you know uh, the I'm upside yeah.
1: down pineapple too yeah so you know people do these things to get the tattoo of the upside down pineapple thing and it's looking really cool mm. <laughs> I
0: we did have What's another that? thing sent in this afternoon about um, it's a fellow he's sent in a in a picture David of his mm. son 27 years ago in a cot mm. and there's a poster on the wall behind the cot mm. Mm. and it's trucking life. Of
1: course, cool.
0: nice. Yeah, how cool is that 27 yeah. years nice. ago? Yeah. yeah, nice. I wonder what his kid does now, if you're listening, Dave. Um, yeah, send, send to something. So we've also had a um, another a request from Nick who's I know is a regular listener and a contributor. Um, <laughs> he was like, wanting a song request tonight.
3: <laughs> good really? job, good job, Nick. Good job. So, I love it. Play it, so, whatever
0: it is. Play it. So we might might go to this song, and then um, we've just had a special guest come into the studio. So when when the song's finished, I'll um we'll go go to our special guest. But yeah, it's actually a version of Footloose. Is it? That- yeah, live um, by Kenny Loggins. So okay. we'll be right back, everybody. All right. Kenny Loggins! Everybody, G'day Mike. G'day hey Mike, hey Yogi, we're back, we're back, we're back, and Craig,
1: yes. my
3: man, the man, the myth, the golden lyrics that it is, Craig Forsyth.
0: Certainly a myth <laughs> some some days. I yeah, um, I was reading a thing today that says over time I've learnt from my mistakes. So right. I Figure out the best thing to do is make more mistakes so I can learn more.
3: Yeah, that's um. It's an interesting way of looking at things, you know. Mm, Yeah. Speaking of which, make no mistake—classic segue there. Yeah. Make no mistake—the newest radio show coming to On the Road Radio in 2024. (laughs) Welcome, Colette. Thanks, Yogi. How are you? (laughs) Good. The newest newest radio show to be added to the lineup of On the Road Radio gems.
5: Yes, of course. Make
3: no mistake.
5: Make no mistake.
3: It'll be coming.
0: Is that where you're in? I can't wait. Can't wait <laughs> is, for the show. Is that, is that where you're in with that, Craig? Is that why you said it? No. What's that? Make no mistake? Or, that, or make yeah, no make mistakes? No, mistake. no, that's me. <laughs> um, oh, right, right. That's not Colette who's sitting opposite me here. No, she makes no mistakes. Mm, I, I do. Life. I do right, make it. mistakes. Well, she did um, on her first show, actually. But anyway, we, we've all gotten over that. <laughs> I think so. that
5: was alcoholic
0: influence. Yeah was, right. Was it out, was it out um, related?
5: We'll blame it on Jeez. that, Mike. Isn't that what most people
4: do? <laughs> um, right.
3: We might have to do a radio show in the AM then, not in the PM. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep
0: keep her out of the um,
3: out
0: of the liquor cabinet.
3: Make sure she hasn't got to the fridge first. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of eggnog in
0: the morning. Well, it's coming up Christmas time, isn't it?
3: has anyone, has anyone ever had eggnog?
0: No. Yeah. No, I've never had that. Yeah. No. Never had it. No. But it was made at a party I went to with my parents when I was younger and it had no alcohol in it, so it wouldn't have Yeah,
3: had, it doesn't matter no no alcoholic really. or non alcoholic. Does no. anybody ever drink actually drank people? No. Never. no, never have.
5: I think you can yeah. buy it pre made at the supermarkets nowadays, can't
3: you? Yeah, you can get it in the custard section, can't yeah. you? Yeah, like you, you walk down do. there and then there's some kind of and and you know it's it is what it is, because it's, you know, it's,
4: mm.
3: yeah, it's Christmas time. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's egg. Yeah, yeah. the One of these well, days. Well, I don't mind eggs. I'll have a couple of eggs on toast. I'm not I'm not, not a huge fan. But I, I, I've been known to take eggs out of egg and bacon sandwiches and eat the egg and then eat the ba- egg and bacon sandwich. Right. right. So, well, if you take the egg out, not, it then becomes just a bacon sandwich, not an That's
0: bacon,
5: right. I was gonna
3: yeah, say. so, so <laughs> eat the egg yeah. separately. Right. Yeah. And then eat the bacon sandwich with barbecue.
1: Mm. Why the hell would you do that?
3: Because you can. Because I want to. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's personal right. preference. So, well, I
3: don't. Yeah, it's, sometimes I just don't want the egg on my bacon.
0: Yeah. We, we've right. got friends who owned a, a um, cafe. Yeah. And they had, and Colin will correct me if I'm wrong here, but they had a lady order a ham mm. and cheese sandwich mm. without the ham. Right. Oh yeah, we do that. Yeah. But isn't that
5: just yeah, a so, cheese
0: sandwich? It would be just easier so "Can I please
3: have a yeah, cheese sandwich?" So right, eh? So man, man do not need eggs, right? So all good, so no doubt. So she'll go in and order a bacon sandwich with barbecue for Ricky, and they go, "So you want a bacon and egg? No egg?" <laughs> yes. Like if that, if that, and I've heard that numerous times. It's not only once or twice. I've heard. So if people just they know it's in their system is bacon and egg sandwich. So it's easier to write bacon and egg sandwich, no egg, than write <laughs> a bacon sandwich. And it is really weird, because you've got to sit there and go, well, if you want to frame it like that, all good. No dramas. That's what I want. I just want a bacon sandwich with barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just have to wonder, don't you? You just have to wonder. Yeah. yeah, I suppose it's just people, they've just got it in their system, and they... You know, if you like, it is a bit rare, I suppose, or a bit different. The people just order a bacon sandwich. They generally want a bacon and egg, or yeah. you know,
1: bacon, egg, cheese, and barbecue sauce. That's that's wrong. One of his favorite wrong,
3: wrong, 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 wrong,
1: wrong. Well, I'm not telling you. You could say wrong, wrong. wrong. I said wrong, wrong, wrong about bloody pineapple on pizza, and you carried on like a small child. No, no. Know, I am, I'm I am you what a small My favourite sandwich is not uh, my- cheese.
3: Cheese shouldn't be on egg, bacon and egg. <laughs> bacon egg cheese and barbecue sauce. Yeah, see, yeah, you the, had you me at bacon. You got me at egg and barbecue, but you put cheese on.
0: Yeah, well, see, so what I've are you are you got to with 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 you? barbecue uh, sauce.
1: I've got bad news for you too, Don't you? Yeah, yeah. We were Rose went down to the supermarket today. Yeah, and uh, you know our special Japanese bunny. Fancy barbecue sauce, yeah. They they don't stock it anymore, mate, the tonkatsu sauce. No mate They've stopped
0: stocking it. You know,
1: why? someone
3: someone better get a katsu up the wazoo here. We need (laughs) need to be
1: stocking it. (laughs) No no tonkatsu sauce. We're we're, we're devastated. (laughs) Yeah. We
0: well, really are. Is, well, I think barbecue sauce and chicken salt should be put in the same category, and that category is the bin. Who
3: are you and who are you and what have you done with Craig? Why? How? What do you <laughs> mean? I've
1: got to tell i got to I'm, I'm on the same side with the chicken salt. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. And, and, what, you,
0: and where do they get the chicken, chicken salt like? from? That's what concerns me. What poor chickens are getting turned into chicken salt? And what do they do with them? what's the process yeah you it's know confusing. you know it's
3: like talcum powder for chickens <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just uh... <laughs>
1: Oh, no. really,
3: really, Craig? That's really? really. No, I mean, I don't. We've been mates for a long time, and then you bring this out, like, yeah. along,
1: especially out of the city, like, it's almost—it's almost like isn't it, Yogi? It's almost like a Actually,
3: I actually don't know which way to look now. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you know, like I,
0: I'm sure I mean, you'll get over it. Yeah. yeah, it's just like taking the egg off a off a bacon and egg sandwich. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I just ate. Don't put the egg. I didn't throw it away. Yeah. I actually ate
0: the egg and I ate just, the I just wanted a bacon sandwich. I've no, never been a fan of barbecue sauce. Just never had it. How do,
1: how do we go with the pickle on McDonald's? How, how did no. you feel about that? Oh, I love pickles. Yeah, double it. Double it. Double I'll, it. I'll eat more pickles. Yep, yeah. <laughs>
3: yep. 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 Bring, bring me. Bring me a. Bring me a pickle burger. Like and put put a bit of bun with it. Like bring me more
0: pickles. Uh, well H like
5: P sauce.
0: Yeah. Again HP sauce.
5: Yes. HP sauce is yummy.
0: Yeah, pickles belong mm, with the okay. same in the same place as the uh, chicken salt. We
3: we we, we we've got to be a bit of high purchase sauce as well and we're keeping you working every day. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> How long's
0: it been the coverage for?
3: ain't back up working because I hate will
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Well call it joined us tonight because we're just going to talk briefly about the National Road Freighters Conference.
4: Right. Oh, yeah,
3: want to go. Yeah. So. It's really good when you've got a special guest that lives in your house. So you <laughs> don't have to get them to come too far.
0: And the best thing is when she arrives that she has to walk past the fridge <laughs> to get into the studio.
3: Uh, right. Right. So Did you, I'm hoping you made her. I'm hoping you got us some chilled water and uh, you know some, some chocolates in the green room or something like that. And, he's
5: got some ice know, cubes just, in a plastic got... tub next to his and a <laughs> microphone
0: and a, and a cruising magazine oh. and a cruising magazine. Yeah, oh. yeah. So he's got everything you'd ever need as a guest.
3: Are we are we we're talking about guests and cruising magazines and giveaways. And what are we going to do for our Christmas party? Should we be giving away cruising magazines and? Oh. Truck and live for the Christmas party. Are we
0: getting sure. that adventurous? So we, when when are we gonna have a Christmas party, Yogi? Well next week, isn't it Or 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 are we gonna hold out and go on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. All oh, right, jobs on. We'll be we'll be actually in Bris Vegas. Right. We're um we've got a Airbnb up there for a couple of nights, so our <laughs> son Harry's up there and he'll probably be How- how will Santa know which way to go if you're not at home?
5: You just leave a note.
0: Yeah. Did yeah. you not know that?
5: <laughs> yeah. Redivert Santa. Leave the Google Maps location. Uh, pin drop.
1: Drop a pin for him.
0: <laughs> I was actually watching a video there today where um, a, a father had played a joke on his son and, and told him that he'd, he'd done a sent to the shopping list, not the Christmas list. Right, oh, and then wrapped up no. with, like baked beans and oranges and bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two letters of milk. Yeah. Because
3: you
1: always need milk.
0: Mm.
1: Always. And if you go going to the shops, always get milk. Yeah. Have you seen the video of the little pommy kid being told he's on the naughty list?
3: <laughs> yeah. It went around I a while ago, didn't it? That. that one. Oh, yeah. There was a bit of... Wasn't there a bit of swearing in that one, or was it another yeah, one? There was a little like, bit was swearing I in these things. Th- 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 yes.
1: th- it was all from
4: Sanders
0: the kid. <laughs> yes. So right? Yeah. So was yeah, yeah. Oh, I, see. Oh, I did see that. Was, he was a very angry little child.
5: He threatened to he s- punch, punch Santa's beard child. off, I think, at one point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, only you're
3: on the naughty list, you little bloody. Yeah.
0: Psycho. <laughs> he it like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be a psycho uh, list, not just a naughty list. I, yeah, right, yeah.
3: right, right, right. So, we, I mean, because, I mean, our kids are a bit older, and, you know, generally Amanda does everything on Christmas Eve anyway. We'll be fine if we go on the radio on Christmas Eve on yeah. Saturday night. Is Christmas <laughs> Eve
0: Saturday? Sunday or? night. Sunday night. So, we'll be the night before.
3: Oh, night yeah. before. Oh, so like Christmas Eve. Oh, plenty of time. I haven't even yeah. started shopping then.
0: I've done mine. I did mine in August. No,
3: no, you wait till Christmas Eve to go shopping. Generally, bikes do.
0: Yeah,
1: I've always enjoyed sitting around watching the kids unwrap their presents back in the day because I yeah. be as surprised as they did.
5: <laughs> <laughs> like most, like most fathers, yeah. and Mike.
0: I've, I've sat in that circle. Wow, right?
6: where did you get that Jeez. from? That is awesome.
5: Didn't Santa do a good job this year? <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah. Uh,
1: we I've also had me, the frustration of, of trying to I've also had the frustration of trying to put that bloody bike together on Christmas Eve. Trampolines, <laughs> oh,
4: trampolines.
1: Me and,
5: trampolines me and first.
1: Dad me and Dad, I think
3: when we were, you know, we had we had a bit of a stash there one year, we we, we or, or for a lot of years, we give each other a present that you had to put together.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Like, so no matter what it was, we just made sure that you had to put it together. One year he got me he got me like a an IKEA like um Shelf kit, you know, and it was just so goddamn fiddly yeah. <laughs> that I had to put it together. And I'm like, oh, you just, you just—it it cannot
0: massive. be anywhere near as bad as a Barbie camping cruiser.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, but Colette really wanted that Barbie camping <laughs> cruiser. So, oh you know, well, like she really. So, you have to just get through it, right? You have to push on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah they, uh, I think those Barbie camping
5: cruisers that I ordered were supposed to be um, at the bottle? Maldives when I get there.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, Or. I think she was just talking or, about a or cruiser. Like, was it a passion fruit cruiser that your Barbie oh, well, had? I was or going to say,
1: it sounds more like yeah, a yeah. Camping, anyway.
3: camping cruises seems like a bottle of rum. Like, that's camping yeah. cruises for us. <laughs> bottle of rum when we go camping. That's yeah, what we have yeah. cruises. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, uh, but Amanda is a Ken doll, so it's not she's not a barf. <laughs> so anyway, like... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, stop it. Stop it, it. Stop it,
0: Yogi. The Ken doll with a flamingo <laughs> shirt on? or. <laughs>
3: I know, I know. And, and funny enough, mum and dad are called Ken and Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: dear, oh dear. Hey, Yogi, you yes, know you clear. can get
5: those flamingo shirts.
3: Welcome to the radio, shirts. basically. Thanks. On the road radio. Thanks. Thanks for coming in.
5: Thank you. No worries. Um, yeah. You know you can get those flamingo shirts printed with your faces on them.
3: Oh, on the flamingo.
5: Well, there's flamingo, and in between the flamingos, there's a face. Like you could order one with Amanda's face on it, and she could order one with your face on it. Oh,
3: yeah, that seems like we should do that.
5: I think we all, all six of us, <laughs> do you know, should know like what?
3: That, when, we, when we hit a milestone, we should have one for truck and life. We should have truck and life flamingo shirts. But people might think well, it might be questionable if we're all staying
0: in the same place, but like we've flamingo shirts
1: I'm not so sure oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to. Even what be. we now know, Yogi. But
5: yeah, that's lots right. Lots of we, that you can choose in shirts. You don't have to. There's have
3: recent flamingos. evidence has come to light that we might put that on hold and have that in a team meeting one day. Mm. So, yeah. that's right. So how that's how that's right. does it
0: work if you're wearing your flamingo shirt, Yogi, and you actually go to flamingos?
3: Oh, the see, that's got to happen. Or or do you reckon it's bound to happen? I mean, Jack. He would have been all over it. It, Like I, I I really feel I need to have a little sleep in the afternoon and go to flamingos at two o'clock in the morning because that's apparently when it starts.
0: It's like starting night shift though, isn't it? Oh,
3: it's terrible. Like I, I don't know when. Like I was all keen. I mean, I'll go over this story again. I was all keen, Jack, at Goldman Convoy to go to flamingos until he stated that it starts at two (laughs) a.m. I'm at two AM, man. Like, there's not. I'll be catching Zeds by then in mm-hmm. in my hotel room. Uh, yeah. For that dude, White, whoever thought I wasn't sleeping in an approved sleeper berth, I like, had a massive hotel room.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simon, what? It's Simon White. That was his name. Yeah. Anyway, and cool. did you fill out the correct documentation for staying? in I the
3: did hotel yeah, room? we did, yeah, we did. It was it, the accommodation was filled out. <laughs> of and put down the red. Uh, was it pole. air
0: conditioned? Because it was under the. Six yes. degrees of the equator, but, you know. Yeah, it was in the and and you're in a heat wave over there. Did
3: get
1: the thirty one there Colvin. Mm. That is a heat wave. And you know why you had a very large motel room, don't you? Yes,
3: because I'm a very large person.
1: <laughs> because Rosalie booked them, I think, didn't she? Didn't she book no, she didn't. Ones? No, not mine. Not yogis, not mine. No. Not yours, not mine. No, no, not mine. Well, you're, well, yeah, you're, you to... you're, you're lucky no. you got it in the right state then, aren't you, yeah? <laughs> No,
3: No, 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 no. So we, we, you've missed the memo of who booked mine. Mm-hmm. It was the convoy? So, <laughs> Mike, I
5: booked right, I booked yeah. Goulburn. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I did, remember?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you asked me to it. please G-
5: not book upstairs again.
1: I, I tried, I did
0: too. And she yeah. tried so hard to get those rooms upstairs too. <laughs> I remember happy. the oh, phone no, no, no. call she's right. saying, Can you please make sure it's upstairs? We're trying to play. Have the
3: you got a call. third story? Can so, we go <laughs> up to the attic?
5: So any complaint <laughs> Koroit Kuroit has been booked by Rose, so any complaints right. relating to Karoit can be diverted to Rose. Could and probably... Amanda's Amanda's booked the Mac Muster, So any complaints re-MAC Muster can go through her. So I think I'm clear for the first three months of the year.
4: So, just, uh, <laughs> just, uh,
3: just, just, just point now that we're actually live on the radio. This feels like a team meeting. <laughs> uh, you know, like, people are listening, I think, at this point in time. Um, right. So maybe. So, so Caleb, why, why are you on the road radio? What is going on, Caleb? I just you know, wanted so. to
5: let the listeners know about the National Road Freighters Association Conference in February next Perfect. year. So, um, we have an amazing um, conference lined up for Saturday, the 10th of February, in Shepparton. Um, so, the day will start at the woolshed at Emerald Bank at 8 30 am. And we have yeah. an amazing lineup of guest speakers, but we also have three panel sessions on the day. Um, the first one being um, to discuss the Closing the Loopholes Bill, and that's an industry based panel session. So, you'll have the likes of um, Michael Kane, Peter Anderson, Warren Clark, Gary Mann, Cam Duncy and Michelle Harwood on that panel um, to discuss that. Come on. Um, and then panel session two is again c- discussing closing the loophole bill, but it's more a political based um, panel session. So at the moment we have Senator Glenn Stirl, um, Pauline Hanson, Sam Birrell and... We had another one respond the other day, Tony Sheldon, and there's a few people in the pipeline that we're still waiting to confirm, but that's looking to be like a really good panel session too. And then panel session three is um, to discuss the HBNL2 review. So we've got the likes of Aaron De Rosario. Um, so he was on-
0: He's been on the show uh, yeah, On a Wednesday yep. night yep.
5: a while ago. Um, Sal Petricito, Kim Hassel, Jenny Aitchison, who's the Regional Transport and Roads Minister, um, and a few of the nrfa board members so our day is shaping up to look really awesome and jam-packed so
3: you don't want to miss it. Yeah, a very political day which is good if you've got your concerns got your questions you've got a chance get in early
4: yeah
5: so that'll sort of wrap up around the 4 30 mark and then we're going to head over to um move museum so that's the museum of vehicle evolution so we've got an exclusive after hours access to move from 4 30 till 6 30 um, so we'll have a look around there and have a few drinks and a few nibblies before we head back to the Wool Shed at 6.30 for our dinner, which, you know, if anyone hasn't been to an NRFA conference, that's a really fun field jam-packed night. We have an auction. We've got some a fun trivia um, that we're going to do. So I think it's called Truckee Trivia.
0: Truckee Trivia. Yeah, yeah,
5: So And some awards and guest speakers, and that's from 6.30 till 10.00. Um, You can jump on the NRFA website, www.nrfa.com.au, and book your tickets for the day. Um, So you can just buy a day ticket to come for the day. You can then get dinner tickets separately, which your dinner ticket includes access to the MOVE Museum, or you can combine the two and buy a ticket for both, which works out cheaper. Um, And if you're a member of the NRFA, it's slightly cheaper again. So, hey, why not join and be a member at the same time and get your tickets cheaper?
3: Spot on, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good. That's great. So we'll we'll post some of the details. We'll check out the NRFA. Yeah, we'll be putting Uh, a a promo video up
5: that um, Stephen from Whiteline has done up for us. So he recorded the 2023 conference in Wagga this year um, and he's done an amazing little promo video. So if you're unsure of what you might be in for on the day, you can have a little sneak peek at what happened in Wagga this year. Um, And he has also got a few other... um, individual videos of the guest speakers from the day. Um, so that'll be put up on our Facebook page in the coming week. Um, and if you've got any questions, feel free to ring me, admin, at 0493 and I can a- hopefully answer any questions or point you in the right direction.
0: So all these details are available on, um, or will be available on the Facebook page? Yes, yep, and in the coming um, week. It's one of these things, everyone likes to think that you can make a difference or that associations are on their own in, in battling this thing, but you need to join. You need to be part of that, the group. And and there's a lot of associations coming to our event here. Mm-hmm. So your voice will be Yeah, heard. well, if,
3: um, you've got Tim Numsey and, and Gary Mar. like these two associations, and, and mm-hmm. Warren Clark, Nat so there's the third mm-hmm. association. So that, you that, know, the the, the ATA is yeah.
0: representing there. So... If if you want to be part of making change, you need to join an association, so you're part of the numbers. The people that work very hard in the background, particularly the National Road Freighters Association, where everybody works for free. Mm. Um, all the board members are there entirely because they want to be there. It's not a paid role. Um, they're doing it because of the, the love of the industry and the need for change. So
5: And more often than not, They attend these things when they're out of pocket themselves financially, so they give up work to attend these things on your behalf. Um, The NRFA is not uh, funded or we don't receive any funding of of any sort, Um, so we do rely on donations for our conference to go ahead to help with the cost of that. So if anyone's listening and would like to get in touch to help us um, hold this conference and make a donation or sponsorship of the event, please feel free to reach out. We're, We're happy to talk to you
0: at hmm. nrfa.com.au that you'll find where you can uh, email or ring Colette, uh, who tirelessly works <sighs> for um, the better of the industry. So she's the one that holds it all together. Don't know about that. But...
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, you do You do really well in behind the scenes for the road break. Right? Well, so thank you, <laughs> There's a lot that happens because of people like yourself behind the scenes. So we, we appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yep. There you go. We do.
0: So, Colleen, we were up in the uh, living room earlier and we were looking around at a few songs to play for tonight. And,
4: yeah.
0: And one came up and it's something that, a song that both me and you have, I think, seen twice on a cruise.
5: Oh, yes. I played, love this song. <laughs> played in a,
0: in a theatrical sort of scene and it's um, probably brings back memories for us. It's just, yeah. Well, if you don't have a good time on a cruise, well, actually, Colette didn't one day. She was a little, a little <laughs> well, ill. a little bit ill. Um, but, yeah, it was a song. Robbie Williams, do you want to introduce it, Colette? We might go to a song and um, we'll be right back.
5: Robbie Williams, Shine My Shoes. Another dawn,
1: another day, another dialogue
6: to be made. I got a pocket in my soul, a little rock, a little roll, a simile, and I don't care what you think you know about who I am and how. I'm I've been amused. I've been alive.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Mike, Yogi, back. Colette. Very that's busy clearly testing. got nothing to do with everything we're talking
3: about, a lost tomato on a space station. So there you go, good <laughs> listeners. You've come back from shining your shoes and Robbie Williams, thinking about sailing around the Caribbean on the high seas and talking like a fire, drinking <laughs> rum. Now, that's the kind of cruise ship Arr. I want to go on. And we had a little discussion off air saying, well, I've never actually been on a cruise ship. I've been on the Spirit of Tasmania, and I've pretended to sail the high seas across the Rottnest Island in Western Australia, but never actually been on a cruise ship. Oh. Well,
1: the yeah, the, the the beautiful Bass Strait can sometimes be one of the roughest stretches of water in the world. But anyway, yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep.
3: Yeah. That was it uh, was pretty cool. when you like? Anyway, I mean, you've if, if you carted in and out of Tasmania, like anyone that has or it hasn't. It's- yeah. Sort of pretty cool when you, like I left Rockhampton and loaded out of Rockhampton for, for Tasmania and so you sort of four states in four days and you, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: And yeah. you, do you put a truck on the boat, Kogi?
3: Yeah, truck on the boat. We'll and concrete poles out of Rocky yeah. down to uh, Optus Towers. We'll actually were carting down into Tasmania and then we'll carting roof tiles out of Cressy back to Bundaberg. Yeah.
0: It's a different one, isn't it, putting a trailer on the boat or truck and trailer on the boat and... You got to pull your mirrors in, and they're telling you to go a bit further to the right, and you're thinking that's getting very close. And...
3: Yeah, I don't want to go further to the right. Yeah. I want to park out there in the middle. You're, to, you're not. You're going to park over there next to that one, whether you want to or not. Yeah. And, and we we have, we, we were carting twenty three metre poles down there, so we have a fair amount of space. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But so that... did you say that you're carting tiles back out of Cressy? Yeah, correct. Right, eh? Yeah.
3: Bruce well, tiles back out of Cressy.
1: Yeah. Right. There you go. Well, my uh, my old man, my, my nana and everything, my old man's from Cressy in Tasmania. Oh yeah, right. Cressy Cressy, yeah. mad
3: story about Cressy, you love Cressy, you know what you're talking about there. We we went down there and and oh, I ended up down there one Easter and uh and and the person we were parting them back out of Cressy for he was a good dude. Can't be his name eludes me now, but he's like, Oh, do you want to, I'll give you a high car. I said, yeah, yeah, cool, mate, no dramas, I'll a car, I'll drive around for, the, for Easter and that, and you know, see what happens, right, all right, right. He said, yeah, it's, and it was like a Cortina or something like that, like yeah. a proper high car. He says, go around that road there, and the, and the key will be under the mat. Just go around yeah. the front, and yeah. it's on the front, front verge of somebody's yard, and the key's under the mat, and sure enough, you yeah. get around there. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> on this car, and we get the car, and took it down to the casino, and you know, Hobart and went down to—is it Salamanca Place? and went down there, and we're yeah. going down there, and we look around, yeah. ended up, and right. then, then brought it back. And yeah, so we we done a bit into Tassie, but yeah, we we're carting roof tiles out of there, so it's pretty good. Cool. Where were you taking the poles to? Oh, anywhere. So I went up to Savage River and, you know, like anywhere. Like, we went on the east coast there at Bichonau and... Yeah, yeah. We, we, wherever they were building Optus Towers at the time.
1: Right, eh? Is Is uh, that a mine
3: it, called Savage River? Is there a Savage River yeah, mine? No, Drivers, yeah, no, Savage River. There's
1: yeah, there's a mine down there Savage River. I remember and getting off like, the boat and sort of heading like, way up into the high country, I suppose. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and then mm, thinking, yeah, this is... Yeah, he woke up there at the start of the mine road. Right? that—that was where they're pumping. Everything's there. All the minerals are there: the iron ore, the gold, zinc, copper. Everything was there. eh? in the ground, yeah. right? And they'll pu- and they'll pumping it to the coast. If I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, well, it's down in the uh, it's down in the uh, sort of the the west. Well, it's on the west side of Tasmania, so if, it's yeah. not an easy place to get to by any stretch of the dimension. No. I was, 20, I was
3: 22 metres long, 20, 20, 20, 22 and a half, you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. We're well, 20, 22 and a half metres long running into there. So yeah. I remember being fairly windy and sleeping there and getting up there and not really knowing where I was going, and you just kept driving and driving and driving and And then you yeah. get up to the mine, and you're at the, at the check gate and then you go to bed and then they wake up in the morning and you want bacon and eggs. So yep, well, I'm not together, separately, of course. And, uh, and then course. and then
0: off we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's um interesting we we did a couple of trips over there and there was one i mean normally you drive on in the afternoon and get off the next morning but they do a few or did a few particular freight runs through the busy season and actually get on in the afternoon and you're actually getting off the boat at um at midnight Mm. so they can actually crank that thing up pretty well if they they really need to.
3: Yeah right. Yeah okay. no nah, I remember getting on at night and having a couple of stubbies and watching all the yeah plebs drive their cars in, and I'm up in the bar having a couple of stubbies watching them all driving because we were the first I in because you're oversized going in, so try and get you in there first. And yeah, all the all the mums and dads all lined up waiting to get on the island or get off the island, and I was up in the mm. bar and then spun it around. I remember spinning around in the. In the river I'm thinking this I mate's pretty well got this sorted here. We just done a Yui and then sailed on to the
0: <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. We've um I try to call in here, we might call them back in a minute. But uh Yeah. What what else are you I, hey, Yogi? You I, I, I remember
3: I remember and I and I and I understand why this happened, but I remember being confronted in Tasmania with a shotgun for being on somebody's property where we were carting concrete poles. And I understand why. And I understand this is the 90s as well. I understand. <laughs> so they weren't overly impressed that I was in a car driving on their property, but we, we, we had to check out a job and and the job was burning out clutches on trucks. It was that steep where we were going. So I was, I was sent in there to check it out to see what it was like. And I got to the gate, and I got confronted by two two ladies with the shotgun. I remember it, but I'm okay with it. It is what it is. It wasn't a threat. It was just they were very openly voicing their opinion as to what I was actually doing. So I remember showing my Victorian truck license going, I'm here. I'm working for this mob. It's okay. Like, it's all good. Just, we've got to get into this site." Oh, hey, right. So once we all calmed down and we all settled down and... Um, yeah, it, was, uh, it was it was a very very
0: interesting day yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a scary one Ben. you know yeah you it's like there, the was, there was there was stuff yeah.
3: there that you sort of look at and you go oh look this could get bad it, wasn't, it was there but it wasn't a problem you know like yeah it was it was seen it was visual but anyway we knew not to overstep the boundary and explain what we're doing <laughs> and uh, yeah make it happen
1: so yeah, yeah. Well, lucky it was only a shotgun
3: well that's right it was you could see it on the back window <laughs> <laughs> you off know, so the didn't, it just was enough. So, yeah. But again, get we're in the high country in Tasmania, and, and, and you've got a, a car driving around checking out stuff. Like, I, I understand. So, it was it was pretty one acing. I just come back to you with that story, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> they, they,
1: they, they do get a little bit protective. Yeah, well, yeah. The Tasmanians yeah, yeah, or the special. farmers? Well, the farmers and the Tasmanians, yeah. yeah, both, yeah. I mean, you know,
3: both the, the people we were dealing with, you know. like, yeah, And, and I probably would have looked like a, a young Victorian interstate truck driver, you know, all cool and trendy back in the 90s. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> trendy? Were you, were you a trendsetter?
3: No, no, I wouldn't have been a trendsetter. I would have just been, it's just been trendy. You were just trendy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right, right. yeah. Yep. So, Mike, Mike, you've been working pretty hard here the last day or two, particularly <laughs> Laying out a magazine that we've managed to put together.
3: Yes. Yeah, so you're not trucking, Mike. Yeah. What have you been doing in your off time, oh. mate? In your three hours
1: off a week? What have you been doing <laughs> three hours off? I had a snooze <laughs> there, for, I indulged myself <laughs> and had a snooze for an hour. Oh, is that when I <laughs> rang you and woke you up? Yeah, that's that's what it would have been. Oh, right. But,
0: um, sorry, no, not
1: been sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Now we've been working feverishly. Um, trying to uh, get the magazine sorted out, we are supposed to be going to the printers early in the week. Um, and because even though we do get the thing printed in in um, Melbourne, coming up to the business cr- busy Christmas period, we we're due out at the start of of, of February. We want to have it out for the Croyd Truck Show, which is the Australia Day long weekend. So we'll be taking uh, issue three with us there but it's been a little bit interesting as far as trying to get the time frames right and uh, getting the paper stock in and making sure that we've got enough, uh, the printers have got enough to produce the magazine. And given that we're ordering as many as we are, because so many of the, the listeners and the readers are ordering magazines, We it takes, us a little, it takes us more than five minutes to print them. So, mm. you know, the, the, the yeah. printers sort of got to get their ducks in a row and, in order to do that we've got to have our ducks in a row, so in the coming week the printer wants all the uh all the artwork. So we can we can get it done. And of course there's gotta be a couple of checks and balances and things like that. But yeah, now it's all happening. We're uh yeah. Um, well, I've a got, of
3: I'm to happy to get my little section in there and, uh, and I was given Friday as a cut off and apparently it was two or three days later than you lot but that's because I give a uh, uh, graphics designer a bottle of good Western Australian wine so she, sorry she not sorry that,
1: they're gone from my counter here so she's obviously got them that's why she give me another couple of days longer
3: see I've given an apple okay. to the teacher I'm okay yeah.
0: mm. <laughs> so <laughs> but, uh, uh, we, just we, on, uh, we uh, do. Oh, sorry, Mike, keep going. Go I was going to say, we we do have a little bit of work left to go.
1: Um, we've uh, got some pretty good-looking trucks for the Rigs of the Month. We've got some, some pretty good stories. And, most importantly, I'm so excited. I've been speaking with Bruce Honeywell, who was a former e- editor of, of the magazine. He went off to become the founding editor of Big Rigs... Um, Newspaper before he came back and edited Trucking Life for another couple of years after that. Bruce has consented to put a couple of stories in the magazine with us, and the first one will be appearing in the next issue.
0: Cool. Isn't that good?
1: Oof. And yeah. I, uh, because when I first heard that he'd, he'd taken a, uh, subscription, I thought to myself, oh, dear, oh dear, no pressure at all there, lad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 that, that's, uh, keeping it real, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, look, I've, Bruce has had a, a like years and years and years in uh, in trucking media. He's, he's actually a truck driver himself as well. Before he still did get out there and and do a bit. Um, done so much over the years. He's got an incredible archive of, on YouTube of Australian trucking videos and uh, a, an incredible collection of photographs and books and things like that that he's written as well. And he hasn't just written about trucking. He's written fiction novels and everything as well, which I which I didn't really know. I didn't understand, but you can get his books on Amazon. Yeah. And mm, all that really? Thing. He's been around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was yeah. uh, quite impressed. Well, I guess a writer is a writer, isn't it? Like, you, you yeah.
3: like the idea of writing and the art form of writing.
0: Yeah. But,
1: but he's that, a, an incredibly interesting guy to yeah. have a chat with, I can tell you that.
0: But that, that era of Bruce was, you know, an era of the magazine that really dug deep into the trucking life not, mm. not just a, a magazine on you know political views or or different stories and it you know it's what we've tried to bring back is is the views on the trucking life and how people live live that life yeah, the trucking and, you know we had a, a message come through today um from from matt and he was just thanking us and and our partners for what we do he was brought up in the industry, been driving. I'm not sure what the term is. He, legally for 15 years, um, and he, but he was starting to lose interest because of the way, you know, the way things are going. Uh, but what what we're doing has brought back the passion and the spark for him. And he, he's even said it's not just trucking life; it's actually the radio, etc. So, and and Matt, that's exactly why we're doing it. Um, and and for people like you you know we want we want to make sure that that passion continues um yeah so, so thanks, yeah we want yeah we, 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 we thrive
3: on it as much as everyone else does we we love the enthusiasm that people come out with with the industry There there is good in the industry and, and we want to just uh, bottle up a little bit of it and put it in a magazine and send it out on its way every month mm. <laughs>
0: yeah so and and with that, Mike, yeah. too, we've had. Um, we, we've got to probably thank some of our advertisers because they have supported us. Mm. Um, people like Mark at TBI Insurance, um, Monkey Spunk, I think they tackled you at the casino truck show, wasn't it? To just be a part of the magazine. That's right, yeah. Um, Andrew Tate from Tate Mechanical, they, they've got on board straight away. Cleaning Zone, uh, VDAC. Mm. Um, have been with us from the start. They've been with. Um, they've been very strong supporters of the National Road Traders <laughs> Association as well. But we're straight on board with um, with Truck and Life, uh, CTC, uh, Next Journey. Now Simon is is a gem in the industry. Um, and if you if you haven't got a, a Truck and Life trucky bag or a Next Journey trucky bag, you know, get one. You you just have to do it. Um, BE Diesel have been good supporters. Uh, Hubfleet, they're another one who have been with us from the start, and I believe that they're, you know, uh, uh, one one that will continue to support us in the future. Transport Health and Safety. We've had another one come on board recently. HBP Finance. So Brad, think thanks for your support. Rentco. <clears throat> now Rentco Rig of the Month. RentCo are a very, very strong supporter and I believe will be here for a long time. So RentCo have sponsored the magazine um, and, and the radio. So they have sponsored the Rig of the Month. So every poster that you have will have RentCo written on it. MacMuster, which we'll be all attending. Yeah,
3: the back page and the MacMaster Matt was pretty stoked when I yeah twenty marine. I said, mate, there's a back page there if you want it. Twenty fourth yeah. now they just they just did the same thing. They released all their uh, yes yeah, major sponsors for the MacMaster coming up because it isn't that far away. Mm. We we need to think a little bit more about the start of the year next year.
0: Yeah, so we'll be over that way on the twenty fourth of March. And there's someone sitting in this room's got a birthday around that time. I think she's thirty. God, she's laughing. Yeah, she,
3: she's she's thirty with a with um with a fuel levy plus plus, <laughs> and uh, it's yeah, which is a very nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. we've got a few others there like Angle Assist, Pearlcraft, Queensland Rail, Allison, oh, Road Radio. They sponsor it too. Probably. Do you know? Do you know who's been there from the start? Tell
3: me, Sonia from Smallfoot Designs. <gasps> oh. She's
0: a genuine. She's a <laughs> Now, Mike, Mike, you found Sonia. Yeah. What a find. Yeah. She lives in what the area find. around you, and it, it yeah. has been, it, it is, she's gold. Sonia, if you're listening.
4: Yeah.
0: And if you're not, you should be. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not. you probably think of us
3: during the week. What yeah. do you reckon we could do this? Can you make this happen, Sonia? Yeah, yeah can, no can worries. You do this? Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. She she I just want either. a picture floating in the in a holograph of this with somebody <laughs> coming out of it. Can you just do that for me? Yeah, no problem. Cool.
4: Yeah. Sweet.
5: No. I, I actually had um Brad from HBP um ring me during the week and we were discussing the ad his ad in he's advertised with us in this November edition for the first time and we were talking about his ad and he commented how amazing it looked and he was really, really happy with it. Um, and mm. he actually worked with Sonia on that and he actually commented how great Sonia was to work with and, and yeah. Mm.
3: So yeah, she, same with uh, Nathan and Emma, Emma from West Isles Customs. They 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 know good shiny bits. They know custom trucks. But as far as getting their ad out and what they needed to be, it was, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Sonia sort of Lending our helping hand there, you say, yeah. mm-hmm. so so Nathan and Emma at West Walls. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nah, she, she's gold, and thanks, Mike, for you. You found well, her. No, I didn't. It was just an accident, you well, know. Like, well, it was. A a, well, it was it's not, a serendipity. <laughs> not, not often you say that was a good accident, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, we have been we been incredibly lucky with the uh, the way things have come together. Um, we, yeah. I mean, we we're always going to have a magazine. And I remember, Craig, when you and I were looking at how we were going to put all the the yeah. magazine
3: together. Oh, yeah, then we are looking at some software and I'm oh, like, oh, boys, I don't know we what have that a,
0: is We anyway. haven't bought Let's give it a go. for that. We did and buy software. We looked at it and we started laying a few pictures down and thinking, oh, yeah, this looks really um, hard. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and at this the time too, right. cause we know what we're doing. We already had a people, a few people out there with the, you know, poking us in the ribs, going, "How are you, truck drivers, going to produce a magazine?"
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> just showing his life on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I do love the trucking life, and I do live the truck. Yeah, life.
0: But I tell you what, <laughs> I'm sitting here in the studio, and there's two big posters up on the wall, which is the original uh, front and back covers for the magazine, and, yep. um, yeah, I'll, I'll pat ourselves on the back and oh, say we've, we've done a good job, but without Sonia, we, we couldn't have got it to the level that it's at.
5: But I, well, also the printers. Well, Mike, you did an awesome job. You located the printers that we used too, so yeah. they are.
3: Yeah, so I guess when we really need something done, we'll just push Mike over again yeah. and bust his shoulder up, and yeah.
0: then life will be good. <laughs> it seems to be when he works at his best. <laughs> Is there, oh, is there some other part you'd like fixed, Mike, so we can... Sort <laughs> yeah, of the shoulder.
3: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> JJ, you
0: might miss him again for a while when we have to yeah. um, no, be right, I think. push him over. No, he'll be right, I think. We'll
1: be, be, <laughs> be able to sort it out. I mean, the best part about it all is is that we've, we've got a team around us now and like Paul's joining the team and we've been very lucky with the people that we've encountered who have uh, decided to share their skills and abilities with us. And uh, as I said, we'd have a we'd have a magazine, but it might be written in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's
0: we've had some good finds, and I'll say a bit of good luck. But one of one of the things we do have, and no one will take this away from us, is a passion for the industry and what we do. We're not just we're not we're not here just to produce, you know, a magazine because that's a job for us. It, this is our passion. This is our life, and this is what we do. So hats off to us all. Yeah, thank
1: you very
3: much. You've uh, you have you've, you've you've had a couple of you've had a couple of hours off today, haven't you, Craig? A couple of hours. Yeah, you've had today off, haven't you? You've you've gotten into this truck and my stuff. I've um I, You had everything done by Friday and you're gonna have the weekend and you've really got into this. this
0: I'll tell you what, last truck. last night we got home and um has been at me for a couple of days about we need to do something in the pool yard and just to um clean it up a bit and uh yeah so we jumped in the pool yesterday afternoon and vacuumed and do all that stuff and it's a lovely balmy i don't know what it is degrees in there but I, I do like the pool when it's warmer i don't like cold water um even though we live by the ocean or, i don't go in the ocean it's way too cold but yeah we, we had a couple of drinks and and that started our weekend and we had a very relaxing day today actually it's probably one that we haven't had for quite some time and when i say quite some time i'm probably talking 12 to 18 months so yeah Yeah. Yeah. we just get to relax for an entire day without phones ringing and we've had a bit of a play here you know i've I've actually had time to do a few things in the studio today that's why we've got this extra line our, our special yogi line Yeah, we need a special yogi. We did. Because Yogi's very special, so we need to look after him. So, yeah, no, very very relaxing day. It's been quite good. And, yeah, tomorrow we're we're looking at the same thing, actually. So, there's a few trucking life things that I need to get done. So, yeah, it's it's been great. Perfect. Perfect, they say. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Collet's gone very quiet here. Everyone's Um, gone quiet. Yeah. Well, we will go back song. to this cruise sing Yogi just quickly before another song. So we yeah. went on a we went on a comedy cruise. That's that's right? what no? Colette got a little sick on. So mm. anyway, that was alright, I was just left her in the room. That's gave, not funny. Gave us It wasn't funny at all. Gave we'd been to the doctors and <laughs> got us, got her some pills and you know, you'll be right, love. How do we how does that roll, Yogi? You you'll be right. You you've worked She'll out. You'll be right, yes. Yeah, sing so. me up, sing me up. So off, off I went to um, to check out this comedy cruise, you know, but there was a lot of children on the on the cruise, so right the comedy um, sketches on the show, on the cruise were very very PG up until nine o'clock at night. So yeah, we all we all know the princess anyway; she goes to bed by nine o'clock anyway. But um, yeah, it was sort of a bit. Bit funny. You go on this comedy cruise, thinking this is going to be hilarious all day, but it's amazing um, how tame the humour has to be at, at lunchtime because there's mm. kids sitting in the audience. But anyway, that was the last cruise we went on. Anyway, so anyway, you want to? We'll go to another song.
1: Well, do you want to you want to hear about the tomato and the space oh, station first? Oh, we
3: do! Jeez, well, because we went the last on and come back talking about tomato lost
1: in yeah, space. Yeah, so we
0: better do that.
1: Now yeah, I've lost the story now. Tomato, have got tomato. I've got it back. I've got it back. I've got it back. One of the first tomatoes grown in space went missing. I didn't know where it had gone. Went missing. It's been missing for months, apparently,
0: <laughs> until now.
1: Did it, did, did
3: it end up in the bruschetta
1: or something? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, they actually thought the guy that grew it ate it, and everyone and he's swearing that he never did. Well, what? Course, what, what wait, oh, right eh. So you're growing tomatoes in space for, yep. for scientific purpose, not for eating. That's right. So Frank Rubio's the uh, NASA astronaut. He's a U.S. Army lieutenant colonel. Uh, he grew and harvested one of the first tomatoes ever grown in space, and it was March this year, right? But then the thing inexplicably went missing. Now, people obviously assumed he'd eaten it. Um, he said he was pretty confident he'd velcroed it where it, was meant, where it was meant to be.
3: <laughs> like, yeah. So I, um, I, I, I pinched that tomato, and I've got it sitting that- at home. It looks like a vine-ripened Roma, but it's not. It was actually grown in space, and I want a million bucks for it. So,
4: yeah. Right. yeah. How
1: would well, you know if well, it's that tomato? I don't know. But anyway, he, he he grew the thing. He thought he'd put it where it was supposed to be, so I couldn't float away. He came back, and it was gone, right? So he, he just, he's just actually finished the longest space flight by an American. He's, he's in space for, like, 371 days orbiting on the International in the Space Station. Um, That's cool. Anyway, they, uh, the, the microgravity of the ship means that unrestricted items will often float away without control. And Mr. Rubio swore that this is what happened with the tomato. He spent hours and hours and hours looking for it and obviously couldn't find it. Everyone thought he'd eaten it. Um, He had no way of proving the... He wanted it found because he needed to prove that he didn't eat it. Um, But members of the ISS real they found it on Wednesday, uh, celebrating They were doing a live stream celebrating the 25th anniversary of the station. Uh, And they said, our good friend Frank Rubio has been blamed for quite a while for eating the tomato, but we are now exonerating astronaut Jim... Jim, uh, Sorry, astronaut Jasmine... Mogbelli uh, had a rod in the space station in, in August found the tomato. There's no confirmation of the condition of the tomato, <laughs> so we don't know.
0: Do they do they go rotten in space? Well, I don't know.
1: Well, you, what, what, well, you have to have cool,
3: you have to be controlled air, so you wouldn't think there'd be any bad stuff in the air to make it go bad. Do they have... Well, fruit don't fly know. there? I suppose if you cut the tomato in half and put it in a ham and cheese toastie with no ham, isn't that what you had? Oh. You know what you've seen on
0: order? Well, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, if it was a McDonald's tomato, it would last forever. That's right, it would. It would last forever.
1: This is a side effort. You know that we had to chat about the electric truck the other day? Mm. I've really? Just received, I've just received a message on Twitter from auto expert expert John Cadogan, this was the chap that I'd invited on the show. Oh yeah, yep. didn't, didn't think it was worth their time. Um, I posted today the story, the statement from from uh, Janice about their they saying he Mister Cadogan's just sort of gone off on a bit of a tangent, saying that uh, it's unacceptable that the uh, the Janice are investigating the uh, the fire, the battery failure. Who else would be more qualified to uh, and be more interested in finding the reason why it's on fire than Janice? Mm. I wonder.
4: I'd I'd say
0: there's a fair chance they would like to know.
1: I'd I'd say there's a fair chance they would like to know, but I just find it wildly amusing that he's chosen to answer me now. Well,
0: that's what you do at um, 8.30 on a Saturday night. Maybe he doesn't check his Twitter. I just flicked on Twitter.
1: Oh, no, he's a fairly... I I was tagged on something.
0: I don't and even have feeling. Twitter, so there you go.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's just for the
3: grown-ups, Craig. All right? So it's, yeah, that's why it, I leave it alone. It's
4: just absolute, <laughs> it's just absolute
0: You just got to know your place <laughs> in society. And I'll tell you what, absolute mine's cesspit. on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it, it, you're not a
4: tweeter. You're
1: not a tweeter. Well, it's X now anyway. It's not. It's not. Um... Oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Anyway,
3: it's not Twitter. It's X. So it's X. it's, it's
1: X. X now. It's X now. And I. Uh, well, I it sounds it sillier well, than it
0: was before. Then.
1: Yeah. So. The other one. This is another one. I, this is this. This thing blows me away. You want to go to this song? We'll come back with we'll, this one. We'll this, go, this. go to it. We'll go to it. Right. We'll of go to the song. Jones, Bit of Tom Jones actually. Hello. So, oh, back on
3: the cruise ship, We were listening to a bit of boy, stuff yeah.
0: here earlier, and, and Prince did a version of this, but it's Tom James. It's Kiss. Know the song or not? No, no, no. Oh, well, anyway, we'll play If you don't know it, you don't know it. If you do, you do. We'll be right back, everybody. You
6: don't have to be beautiful to turn me on. I just You don't need experience to turn me out. You just leave it all up to me. I'll show you what it's all about. You don't have to be rich to be my girl. You don't have to be cool to rule my world. Ain't no particular sign I'm more compatible with. I just. Your kiss. You gotta not talk dirty, baby If you wanna impress me You can't be too dirty, mama I know how to undress me Let me be your fantasy And maybe You could be mine You just leave it all up to me We can have a good You're extra time, and you're here. Think I better dance now. your shoe size, maybe we could do the tour. You don't have to walk the dynasty to have
0: Welcome back, everybody. Mike, Yogi, Colette. Hey.
3: hey. 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 And we've, we've got a call of, uh, that just rang in from the hot off the cricket pitch in Kojan, up Western Australia. Hello, Lucy. Hello. How are you? Good,
7: good. Having fun fighting cricket. are.
3: Yeah, uh, Lucy and Elsie. I think Elsie's there. You must be on Shaker, I think, as well. We can, Hi. Uh, yeah, yep.
7: Elsie's
4: here as well. Two
3: of you're here. So there's, there's uh, the good thing about our Amanda's family Christmas party is there's about 20 kids and eight adults. <laughs> it's a big, big family. So around the here playing cricket, it's a beautiful, glorious afternoon. There's the uh, the, 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 the Albany Doctors in, making it wonderful for the swing bowlers of the cogent-up family. And oh, yeah, so just see Donovan pick up the, pick up, put his finger up into the air and see which way he's going to bowl it. And he's got the <laughs> half tape tennis ball and he's turned, he's turned it inside and it's, it's a great shot. So I could go into kind cricket.
0: Could you?
7: Yeah, we've got, we've got cricket going and um volleyball. Explain the
3: volleyball. volleyball.
7: So the volleyball that we're playing, it's like a four, four corner net thing. And there's one person in each corner and
0: you hit it around and stuff. So it's not
7: proper volleyball, but four square. Yeah. Still volleyball. Yeah, it's four
0: square in a volleyball
7: form. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. how many players, just
0: four or can you? Four, have... yep. Right.
7: Yeah, four and one in each corner and everyone hits it around like four, um, four corner or four square or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yep. So this is your big family Christmas party, LJ? Yes, it is.
7: There's, not as many as usually, but there's
3: still quite a few of us here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Manda's mum. Uh, so there's generally anywhere from 50 to 70 people. Um, this year's probably only about 40, I so yeah. Few of the few of the aunties and uncles can come out of Perth. A couple of cousins over east, and yeah, a few others. So yeah, hmm. a, lot, a lot didn't make it, but there's still quite a lot of people. Here. We're, we're, we've catered for about a hundred. So if anyone's in the area and you want some food, come and get it. So yeah, we'll be eating for <laughs>
0: days. So are you on a few we acres out there day. where you are, or Aye? are you on a few acres where you are, or in town, or
3: yeah, 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 it's to be a be a good ten acre block here on edge of town. So yeah, yeah. alright. Nice. nice little block with a beautiful house and, uh, and a nice shed. And that's where you are. I'm on the other side of the shed. What's the whole cricket? <laughs> Lucy, you're there. Yeah, so now, like Lucy, tell me. us all about where you went yesterday. What did you do yesterday, Lucy? You had your orientation day for Narrage and Ag. Explain yeah, to the sure. good listeners what Narrage and Agricultural School is all about. So I'm in the Narrage and Ag
7: part of it. I'm looking forward for the like mechanics side of it. because That's what I want to get into. But you know, there's all the farm side of it as well. So you, we get to learn how to drive headers, everything like that. They literally said to us yesterday that you can drive everything down the farm except the forklifts and the buses. So we can drive all the um, trucks and espers once we get their farm licenses. That they do, you know, you do courses and stuff for that, or like like tests and stuff. But yeah, it was pretty good yesterday. Listen, indeed
5: yeah, can I just ask you? Do they take mature age students? Because it sounds like I'd like to go there.
0: <laughs> mature, Colette. Mature, uh, not, not well, aged, old people.
5: aged students, <laughs> not mature <but> aged.
4: Yeah,
3: I <laughs> mean, it's like a fuel levy plus plus thirty plus plus. It's, yeah, they'll take you. We'll put the room, we'll put you in. We'll see what we can awesome. do. Lucy's in there now. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so I got to see who I'm going
7: to be in a dorm with and stuff as well which I know a few
3: of the people so I'm going to be in there with. So it is boarding school, isn't it? It's an agricultural yep. college and it's it's a boarding school, so you're going away to Boehm. What year are you in?
7: I'm year 10 next year.
3: Yeah, so there you go. Fabulous. So you'll get to learn. And what I did like is they teach all the year 11 students a defensive driving uh, course, so you get to drive through mud and dirt and rain and wind and hail and snow and all things. Well, I don't think cool. snows in West Australia, but anyway...
7: That's pretty cool. I was saying yesterday, there's, so there's three different types of licenses. There's a red, yellow and green. Um, I can't actually remember which order they were, but I know at 15 you get to start driving like the farm utes and stuff and then it goes on to the headers and then the trucks or I think it's either the um, and then the trucks and the headers, however it plays out. But So you get to do you know, your three different courses for it. Um, and, like, yeah, you get to go through all the mud traps and stuff to be able to drive them and stuff. So that and be- there's got-
3: excavators? They, they've got yep, an excavator so- there, haven't they, too? So to be able to learn yep. how to drive an excavator? Yeah,
7: right. Yeah. And Mum said to me yesterday, I was talking about how the headers and stuff, and she goes, I drove them headers there. They
3: yeah, we, we, carted, the we carted the header into there. <laughs> we actually
4: carted there. <laughs> yeah. Like,
7: yeah. So I get so you're move- on. My classes next year, I've got Math, English, HASS, Science, Animal Care type thing, and then Health and Sport. That's all the classes I do. And then, you know, you have a day in trade and then a day on farm. And then Year 11, you drop HASS and Science, and you do more of, if you want to do trade, then you do more trade, or if you want to do more farm, then you pick up another day of farm. So...
3: So, that what, be what trade are you hoping to get into? Um,
7: I would like. I want to be a mechanic, so I'm hoping to get into that side of it. But I'm excited to learn all of it, the farm and everything. Yeah, but
0: good. yeah. Well, that
3: would be handy having a mechanic around the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The ideal, especially when she takes over the business, I'm keen to sort of get someone as an auto elect too. By the way? Yeah, Order. I think one of the
7: cousins wants <laughs> to be an auto elect. I'm sure
4: one of the boys
3: were saying that they
7: wanted to be an auto-elect. Yeah, cool. Or an
3: electrician, maybe it was. Oh, same, same. They're all paid big dollars for just switching (laughs) wires. That's all
7: they
3: do. Yeah. But I can't do it, so I can't complain. I don't want to do it, so yeah. Yeah, right. Oh. Well, that's good, Lucy. That's good. I'm glad you called in. You've been calling in for a little while now, and you've always been working yeah. on Saturday nights when I'm. Usually, uh, been yeah, I'm working
7: Saturday, and I'm doing stuff on Wednesday, so I never actually usually get connects. to listen to
3: the you've radio. you on Wednesday.
7: So yeah.
4: Yeah.
7: But I'm actually wearing my yeah. Trucking Life shirt right now. That's
5: oh,
4: really
5: good. Who, who wouldn't be listening to If anyone's not wearing their Trucking Life shirt now, they shouldn't shouldn't be listening.
7: Well,
0: that's I'll, very true, and it's just like right. I'm sitting here wearing my truck and life t-shirt. All
3: right, good on you, good people. See you later.
1: <laughs> Yagi, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing my truck and life shirt as well, buddy. Oh, I've got I've got a Christmas shirt, Lucy. You like my Christmas shirt?
0: Flamingo one? Or... No, it's
7: not his flamingo one. It's no, like it's a Christmas, it? we're at a
0: Christmas party, it's a Christmas shirt. Oh, it's probably good you didn't go to a family do with a flamingo shirt on.
3: <laughs> yeah, that would be what we've learned about flamingos. But it was pointed out, it was pointed out to one of the cousins said to me, Yogi, there's no 10-pin bowling here, it looks like a bowling shirt, apparently my shirt that I've got on at the moment. So.
5: But but if any of our listeners want to get their hands on a Truck and Life shirt or any Truck and Life merch, where do they head, Yogi?
3: Uh, all the W's, truckandlife.net.au dot dot mm.
0: Buy up, it's Christmas time If you don't want one yourself Make sure you get it for your uh, brother or sister or mother
5: Husband, father
0: Well, all the dads will have it already Of course <laughs> what? What? what?
7: Perfect <laughs> that present ideas
0: That's yeah. it Get yourself some hats. And, uh...
3: Well, I reckon you've nearly worn your truck and life t-shirt every day, and worn it to work. And I'm surprised you're wearing your work shirt to a family function. But
7: it's a anyway, good shirt.
3: Uh, at least, at least it is a good shirt to be wearing to a family function. Because, as we all know, being parents, you want your children to wear decent clothes to a family function.
0: Then you do be the
5: best dressed. Yeah. If you're in trucking life, I'd say.
0: Okay. Yeah, so it is kind of nice. I wear my hat just as to
7: often
3: too. I stole Mum's bucket hat
7: as well. She doesn't know that though. Coming into <laughs> oh,
3: Christmas, yeah, bucket, bucket hats are good.
7: Actually, they actually they are, are really are good. good. I don't usually wear bucket uh, hats, but they're actually really comfy.
5: Yeah, yeah. Coming into Christmas, yeah. everyone has a drink of Christmas, so everyone needs a uh, truck and life stubby cooler.
0: Right, yeah. Well, or yeah, we, yeah,
2: five? true. Because there's, true, there's yeah. three
0: different colours, so if you're going to buy one, you might as well buy three. <laughs> Great stocking That's
5: stuffers.
3: Right. All right, all right, Lucy, good on you for ringing in here, Lucinda Jane. I, uh, we, we we must be round uh, three for pulling the Christmas ham out of the cool room. Yeah. So th- this is how serious this Christmas party is. Amanda's mum's lovely lady Barbie. They bring their full... Tow pool room, so it's a, it's an on-road towing pool room. That's really? what they bring to this party. So that's how we do it. So, so when you
7: say it must you be about for time for all you cousins to, to
3: go and get eat more food out <laughs> and line all and I all definitely up because you haven't been eaten, sneaking
7: food out of
3: there. You oh, haven't been oh. sneaking food out. Good on you. We well, don't. I definitely don't sneak have not. Out. Yeah, have you been sneaking nanny's biscuits? No. <laughs> right, you and Elsie have one A's, but so right. so you, you're going to line up because we haven't eaten in two hours. It's Christmas party. We we're all fading away to a shadow here, so you better go line that food up and uh,
0: we'll make it happen. That's it. I'll
7: talk to you guys later on
0: then. Thanks, LJ. See Thanks LJ. for calling right. See
7: ya. Talk to you soon.
0: Bye. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, someone wants to know. I think Dave. I think Dave just sent me a message. that we have seven XL shirts. I don't think we've got seven XLs, do we? Well, our
5: largest size are a six slash seven XL, and they're a generous size anyway. So yes, I believe that if you if you're generally a seven yeah. XL, that should fit.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go, Dave. There you go. We did. We did get some smaller ones and some bigger ones once we realised it was a.
0: There was a bit of a need for them. Mm. I know that. The six so. XLs are quite, quite large. Like they're quite a big size. Yeah.
5: All all of yeah. the shirts are actually generous.
0: Quite generous. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So what are you up to, Yogi? You're about to head off and have your your dinner.
3: Yeah, we're about to go in around too. I just, uh, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone We got a savvy over here in Coginop that does a fair amount of work for us, and he lives just around the corner. So we'll go and have a you know, take a couple of t-shirts and a hat to him and have a stubby with him and then go for probably uh i'd imagine there'd be some kind of secret santa and everybody comes back for dinner so it is a lunch thing and a few people disappear for the afternoon and and then everybody comes back for dinner and jack and his girlfriend are going to come back for dinner and there's a few other cars rolling back in now so we'll get the numbers back up and yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty going on. It's actually a really good day, and it's um, the great big family and a uh, really, really good, good day out. So I'll slip off to there and do all that. And,
0: yeah. All right, well, thanks Glad for giving work. us a bit of time there, Sabo. And um, on, yeah. obviously we, you'll be back on Wednesday night. We might have a little bit to talk about on Wednesday with a few.
3: <laughs> yeah, where, where are we leading up to? Are we uh, Christmas time, people on the roads, you know? Well, what do we do? We, it's we, always a hot topic around Christmas time as to why people do dumb things on the road or why they shouldn't do or what they shouldn't shouldn't do. So, oh. if you've got any suggestions as a, as the listeners from on the Road Radio, please send them in and we'll yeah. we'll try
0: and discuss. We did have this chat the other day, Yogi, and there was you know a few things come up about don't be a rooster on um...
3: don't be a rooster. Yeah, Andrew texting with those billboards in SA, <laughs> like they were hilarious, but now. When they were running a few years ago, it was uh, yeah, very funny. You, you, you knew exactly what the sign meant, yeah. As much as it didn't say what it was, I it was don't be yeah, don't be a rooster. Yeah,
4: so just be patient.
3: You know, we're
0: all we're all in the in the game together here, so yeah. But anyway, well, thanks, Yogi, again. Right. You're on any good we'll people have, um, Make call, no mistake call Coming cordial. to airwaves In 2024 Isn't that right Miss Collette That's correct Yogi That's yeah. correct And we'll talk to you On the air again On Wednesday night Yogi Right I know See you all Right I wow. See you buddy mate. See uh, you mate So we might go to a song Mike Why not Um little will be the Stones Rolling Stones Yeah you, you're a fan Of the Stones Aren't you No, no not really right, Well well you're going to be tonight. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you sounded very enthusiastic about that one. So. Oh,
1: mate. Yeah. Anyway. As long as it's not starting me up. I think I'll vomit if it's start me up.
0: No. No. Honky Tonk Woman. How about that?
1: Oh, it's, it's marginally better.
0: Well, I hope someone else likes it. Anyway, <laughs> we'll put her on. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. We've Welcome had y- Yogi's gone. He's he's <laughs> dropped off. To go and play cricket and tennis and what was it? Four cornered basketball, four cornered
1: volleyball, volleyball. So and but he's got to be Santa for the kids at the uh, at the family Christmas party. So well, I don't. know. Happy luck.
0: Mm, I did that as a younger man. Played Santa at preschool. Yeah. Had a few pillows shoved in the guts and. And whatnot, yeah,
1: yeah. You don't need quite so many pillows shoved in there these days. Oh, steady uh, on there, Michael.
0: <laughs> steady on. Yeah, still need lots, I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, was Collett still sitting in the room playing on a phone? Just don't really care, but look at it. I do. But, I'm listening. <laughs> apparently, yeah. but welcome, Paul. How are you tonight,
2: team? How are we going? How are we all? We're very Hi, well. Hello, Colin. How are you, Dolly?
0: I'm good.
2: How uh, are you? Yeah, I'm going all right. First time I've heard your wonderful voice. What a wonderful voice it is.
5: Oh, thank you so much.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then, and then there's the boss man over there on the side.
0: Oh, me? Well, yeah, thanks, much. The
2: big boss. Yeah.
0: Oh, the bigger boss.
2: The bigger boss. The big yeah. boss.
0: We're going one size oh. here, are we? A we'll weight? <laughs>
2: Probably. <laughs> no, no, stature where where, are you tonight big boss are you out on the highway or are you home
1: no, I'm, I'm in my back lounge mate with the air conditioning on because it's too bloody hot and in the cage I'm not going out until tomorrow afternoon I'll be putting okay. the pedal to the metal down 31 tomorrow afternoon mm. Righty-o. Okay. and you'll be Have glad
0: one. tomorrow night mate you've probably got a cooler bar bunk cooler on there
1: I do have a cooler bar bunk cooler on me and it does work very very nicely. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Dave. All right. So Yeah, Dave, you'll be coming on board soon, hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets enough
1: free plugs. Yeah. Well,
0: he's got he has a good product, so when we
1: when when we finally do manage to get our business development and he the away. Maybe I can contact and
2: see what happens. Who knows? Wow. Who Still, waiting. <clears throat> Still waiting. Still <clears throat> waiting. Yeah, anyway. Oh, well.
0: Who would know? I wouldn't know. Yeah. And Paul, well, thank you for your gift. I'm holding up a sticker here now and a DVD. Now, that's the biggest challenge on how we play a DVD and a CD these days. Do you not have a DVD player, young Craig? I do, actually, and it's in a. <laughs> It's in an old um, laptop, so okay. we will watch that in the CD So and the Cruising magazine, so thank you very much for that. And and um, Paul, people can subscribe to the Cruising magazine too.
2: Very busy time of the year for us yeah. at the moment, so we... Uh, we have subscription after subscription rolling in, a heap of new subs this year, which is exciting, and of course the the renewals. So it's always a, a, a good gift, and our uh, our drive-by store is uh, with the die cast and the books is is going off. So it's a it's a chaotic time of the year for us, yeah, indeed. And then to- toss that all in, we've got a magazine due to go to the printer at the end of next Friday, which is. Uh, which will be the edition that comes out in uh, in January. So, yeah. yeah, December is always a uh, it's it's a crazy time of year. In fact, I I made myself a promise a few years ago that I used to try and go and visit my customers, well, the ones in southeast Queensland anyway, and shake their hand and give them a bottle of wine or a bottle of whiskey or a carton of beer. You know, if it was a workshop for Christmas, yeah. And then it just always fails in December, so I actually do those rounds in January now, because it just it just never seems to happen in yeah. December.
0: Yeah, crazy it's, time. It's a crazy time of the year. Um, you know, look with, with your online store net. So you're, you you um, you actually process the orders yourself as well.
2: I do I do the orders gathering myself. Um, yeah, I, I do the majority of them. So I process the orders, pack them up. Send them out, go to the post office, and uh, yeah, it's 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 good it's good stuff, but it's chaos when you're trying to put the magazine together as well. Yeah,
0: know, but, it, um, yep, and um, it it is one of those things that does take a little bit of time. Like we we our store operates basically out of our home here, and mm. you know we wake up early in the morning and and uh, print the labels and the pick lists and everything and get them all ready, and I. I chuff off and do what I got to do, and and Colette, sits and puts things in bags and sends them off. So mm. it is, um, it, you know, and this time he does get busy and a bit hectic. And-, oh, and I and
2: I tell you what, I have to say, gee, we haven't all the listeners got the ultimate options this year. Like this year, for the fir- you know for the first time with the uh, the collaboration between the titles. I mean, you you mm. can't go, you cannot go wrong, your Listeners. No. Cruising cruise magazine subscription, truck and life magazine subscription, cruising mag swag, truck and life swag, and top it all up with a die cast car out of drive by. I mean, I don't want to hear anyone saying, Oh, I don't know what to buy my dad or my granddad or my brother or my uncle or my husband. I don't know what to buy them this year for Christmas. So the options are endless,
0: people. It's all there, isn't it? All there. <laughs>
2: Options are absolutely endless, and quality options, I might say, indeed, and and supporting small Australian business. Does it get any better than that? Well, that's I the, ask you all.
0: That's the bigger part of that, isn't it? Like what we do here, you know, it's all to support Aussie Aussie products,
2: small Australian business. Yeah, Print, printed in Australia, I might say. Truck and Life and Cruising Magazine printed in Australia, unlike a lot of the titles available now that are printed offshore. Shame on you all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not us. Not us, yeah. guys but and it's one,
1: of those, it's one of those things, isn't it? You can't expect that you if, you if you want things done locally and then you don't support the local businesses and then be surprised when they're no longer in business. Correct. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's unreal.
0: No, yeah. you've got to support them. Um, we, we, what we do here... We support as much local industry as we can. Um, yeah, so, but like you say, Paul, there's a, there's a whole stocking list here.
2: Oh, goodness me. That
0: you can have mailed to your door. like Mailed to your door? You, can't get you, it do, you know, you can do your Christmas shopping in five minutes.
2: Australia-wide, mailed to your door. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to put up with... Some rude individuals in the uh, in the shopping centres, which just seem to come out of the woodwork this time of year, um, Come to your door, wrap it up, mm. give it to your loved ones, yeah. and for another for another year or two, they get the two, the, the best truck and magazine, the best hot, hot rod culture magazine, delivered to your door. I'm sorry, it doesn't get any better than
0: that. Yeah. So, um, Paul, you're you're not. pretty excited to be coming on board with us here as well.
2: I'm not going to use the word excited. What I am is humbled. Humbled. I am humbled. I am humbled to be invited to uh, to join such an iconic brand. Absolutely, I'm, I'm humbled. Yeah. I, even even a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna board. I'm gonna step out into the darkness here, and I'm a a little bit intimidated. I have to say. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> no, well, no, well, you no.
0: would be. I mean, you're mixing in some pretty big circles here, mate. There's no, no pressure I'm, at all.
2: No pressure at I'm, all, mate. No pressure at all. I, I am mixing with the six power breakers of Australian trucking media, is what well. I'm mixing <laughs> it, so Particularly I'm, with. Particularly with Collette sitting
0: in the room here, too. Mm-hmm. No, notice nothing, I said the six? Like,
1: the six. Nothing, yeah. There's no hyperbole there at all, is
2: there?
0: Mm, hyperbole, <laughs> yeah. So
2: uh, it's it's like the Dirty Half Dozen. The old movie, The Dirty Dozen, it's the Dirty Half Dozen. Or someday we might even be referred to as the Magnificent Seven. Uh, Magnificent Seven.
5: Seven Wonders of the World.
2: Magnificent Seven, what a fantastic movie that was. Huh? Mm. Mike will be the only one that knows what I'm talking about here. I do, I know, oh, I, know way, I know what you're talking about. Uh, mate, the
1: movie's about Lee be.
2: Marvin and all that sort of stuff.
0: Mm. Me and Collette are only 30, mm. you know. That's mm. right, children. Lee, Just children Lee, how, good,
2: how good an actor was Lee Marvin? He was awesome. My, he was awesome. My goodness. He was mm. Mm. He indeed. He was indeed. Yeah, so no, no, very, very busy times up here, and then, uh, and then we've had some good rains in Mulgowi. So all we're doing is, we got calves everywhere on the farm at the moment. All, 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 the mums are calving, and the grass is growing, and we're trying to mow and draft some cattle. And
0: uh, anyway, busy, yeah. busy, busy. It is a little bit that way. Yeah. yeah. So how are you going with the cattle prices there, mate? They, um, is it heartbreaking for you, or are you just think it's back to normal?
2: No, it's just going back to normal. They'll they'll try and tell you that it's heartbreaking. It's not heartbreaking at all. It's just going back to normal. I mean, we we it's only a hobby. It's y you know it's only a hobby. So we we uh, we run most of them on adjustment. So it's more um, it's it's more for the pleasure than anything. I'm sure the I'm sure the the enterprises that have to make a living out of it and send. A, Send the poor little buggers to the uh, the feed lots, and then they end up as as McDonald's and Hungry Jack's hamburger patties. I'm sure they're hurting a little bit because the prices have dropped off. But what what fascinates me is the price doesn't seem to have dropped off at uh, at supermarkets. So has it?
0: We well, mm. I don't think we spoke about this on air, but a little bit off air about Coles and Woolies have had been involved in some Senate inquiries this week. Oh, have I? Like, oh, yeah, and and they've had some stern warnings.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. So, what's a stern warning? Um, so you go to a Senate inquiry and you get a stern warning. What, what's all that mean? Do you know, Paul? Because I think we've had some Senate inquiries here over <laughs> fuel prices, and I can't remember anyone getting a stern warning over that.
2: I, uh, I'm going I'm going to walk out on the limb here in the darkness, right on the end of the limb, and. I'm, I'm I'm just going to use my my little bit of knowledge and a bit of opinion that nothing will happen, but I can tell you through, <laughs> I can tell you through personal experience, very very personal experience, and this is dead accurate. This is not Facebook talk, truck driver talk in roadhouses. This is dead accurate that the only people that make any money in that in that chain between grower, transporter, and Woolworths, Coles, Aldi is the supermarkets. And, I, and, and even worse in amongst that is the only ones that really do any well is the buyers. And the buyers, all they have, the only skin in the game that the buyers have is a land cruiser wagon, a laptop, and a phone. Mm. They do nothing. They mm. do nothing. They buy the meat. They sell the meat. They screw the grower. They screw the transporter. And then they get their, bon- their, their KPI bonuses, and it's disgraceful. So, I, am, I, I, am, I beg, I beg, every listener on this amazing radio station to to ditch those supermarkets and try and buy your meat back from a butcher again. And I know that's difficult because the butchers are disappearing. The reason the butchers are disappearing is because the, the masses have supported the supermarkets. Mm. Um, the meat's garbage. The animals are treated diabolically. Uh, we we owned a truck. We, our last truck that we had with drivers in them was tow and tanker service in the meat lots and the, uh, the feed lots in the Darling Downs, rather. And it's it's not it's not the right way an animal should be produced in a feedlot, um, Whereas if you go to your local butcher and buy some some grass fed beef. Um, the animal lives a better life. The, the meat's better, yet, and and surprisingly, nine times out of ten, you'll actually pay less for well, your
0: meat. Your local butchers only—they—they're interested in supporting themselves and the people they buy from. So, not only are the butchers probably paying more for the wholesale price because they may deal with farmers Correct. directly. Correct. They're not interested in in making. 30 dollars a kilo out of meat because they do understand that they're your local butcher and they're trying to do the best for their community whereas Great. our supermarkets actually really don't care, care at all they're, they don't care at all they they're solely for profit um, and and that's it they you know if if they can make 100 dollars a kilo they will and and if you ever believe that you go to the supermarket and when you you buy something that you think's on special, they they've got the finger in you somewhere else. It's absolutely you know it doesn't happen. We we have a, an amazing company up here called Our Cow. Um.
2: Well, I'm Rivers. glad, Craig. Can I jump in there? I'm glad. I wasn't sure whether I could say the name. So, Amanda and I and our family have subscribed to our cow now for two years. Yep. I will, we will never, ever buy meat again apart from our cow. The meat, the service is amazing. The meat is incredible. Mm. The, the, you, every packet, and I don't know whether you and Colette buy it, but every packet you have the name of the grower, on each packet individual, so you can trace the meat back to the farmer. The, 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 and i got to tell you, gee whiz, it feels good not to buy yeah. meat from a supermarket. So yeah,
0: where we are, we have a, a fantastic butcher in town yeah. um, who buys meat from probably similar places that um, our care does. So I, I will take my hat off to Dave and Bianca for what they've done. Mm-hmm. That They have... That, that business, Our Cow, has. I, I know exactly what they do. I know the areas they run out of. I've worked with them in the past. Um, Very good. So Very their, good. their produce comes from growers who are, you know, they're, they're not organic, but they're free range. So, they care. Yeah. They care. So they care yep. for their animals. Um, yes. So they, they do have a wonderful business, and I've seen them grow. Um, from from a very small business to where they are now, they operate now at a yep. casino. They used to, their, um, uh, where they used to break down their meat and put into boxes was actually done at Korokai for for a period. Oh,
2: really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so they they had a butcher shop there and uh, or a wholesale thing. So now yep. they run out of casino, so they're very, very close to home. But I do know the area in which they run. <coughs> I know their personal story. I, I know them, and we have dealt with them in the past and in different it's, endeavors that we've been on. So
2: Craig, the the service and the meat is amazing, is amazing. It gets delivered to our farm gate here. They drop it off at the farm gate. Mm and I jump in the ute, go down, meet the delivery, you know, guy or gal, and they went, yep, they just go, here's your boxes. It's packaged beautifully in, in um, you know, foil-lined boxes mm-hmm. with, with ice packs in it, and it's all vacuum-sealed in portions, so you can basically pull it out of the box, dump it in your freezer, and like I, like you said, the story... You actually get the story of the produce,
4: mm, and the and I am
2: a, and I am a massive, massive supporter of this farm. <clears throat> you know, paddock to plate. Again, mm. it gets it gets watered down with all these multinationals because again, all they care about is profits. But Dave and Bianca really are encompassing that that paddock to plate philosophy, and I am a huge, huge fan mm. of what they do. And the, yeah,
0: the, the the treatment of the animal, people don't realise this, um, that stress on an animal before it's killed is, is a major impact on the quality of meat. So when it goes into a supermarket, the whole process, because there's so little care factor. It's uh, diabolical. Mm, whereas you buy meat, like, you know, I, I, I'm i from a farm or had a farm and we, we used to sell lambs direct to butchers ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and cart cattle for for different people that had a a process where they were looking after animals so that they had a a, a stress free environment before mm-hmm. they were killed. So there is a big part in this in the quality of the meat, and and you won't find that in, in the supermarket because it, one day it might be good, the next week it it's just crap. Whereas there's a process in what our cow does that guarantees that, that everyone in that supply chain does exactly the same thing. So,
2: Well, our, our, our cattle are, are born on the paddock. They're raised on the paddock. They only eat grass. They drink fresh water. That, that is their life, and they, they roam around. They sleep under trees during the day. Our Our properties aren't high production, as in we don't... You know our properties that the trees aren't cleared, so the cattle sleep. Today, because it was hot here in the valley, they're all dozing under the big wattles up behind the house here, which I can share those photos with you. I'm Amanda and I. Are, we don't consider ourselves greenies because we don't believe in the extremist. You know the extremist thing. We we we've taken the coin brownies. You know we we <laughs> we yes we eat meat. We eat meat absolutely. But I, from the bottom of our hearts, our philosophy is to take an animal's life to eat it is one thing. And if we were really, 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 you know, I guess serious, we wouldn't do it at all. But to take an animal's life is one thing, but to inflict suffering on that animal in its life and its end of life is diabolical. Mm -hmm. And that's why... That's why I support what what you know Dave and Bianca do because, the, as I say, I, I've seen first hand how the feedlots work, and it's it's not it's not right. Mm. It's, it's it's factory farming, and it's all about cheap meat for the grocery stores. Yeah. I, I get it, but it's it's just not right. Mm. It's not right. They- it's like the caged eggs to the free range eggs, you know. And I remember when you know that all first come out, and there was some survey saying, would you pay? A dollar, a dollar a dozen extra for free range. Absolutely, I would. Without a, I, I couldn't care less. I'll pay more money to make sure the chickens aren't jammed in a cage for their whole life because that—that's—that's. That's, I don't know how people's conscience clear themselves with that, you know. So, um, so our our cattle our cattle are fat, happy. They yes, yes. There's no denying, it and don't hide it. They they come. They they have an end of life. Absolutely, but. The way they are born to to that point is is kind. It's the way the animal should should live, you know. Mm. Um, That's
0: yeah. true. Yeah, but there are plenty of options. But I, I'd I'd suggest anyone that lives even in the in the capital cities, there's, there still is a choice to go to your local butcher. Um,
2: there is, there's... and your green and your yeah. and and, you, and you, you know, your and your yeah the fruit and veg store. Absolutely, mm. yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. we we often shop at uh, the bigger the majors because it's convenient. You can buy everything in one spot. But
2: that's all it's about is convenience. Know, <laughs> but if
0: we look back to you know we go go back in time a bit and you know I'm a bit of a stickler for this too that that old school was much a much better school where Absolutely. the the supermarkets sold grocery items. Yes, they didn't sell bread. They didn't yep. sell meat they didn't sell dairy it was there was a milker that delivered your milk mm. your cheese yes. and your cream um yep. so you know i know it's all convenient to go to the one place now but it's it's not it's and it's ended up this way it's not sustainable for anybody particularly when you have conglomerates that get together to take the price away from the people that grow the produce mhm
2: so, <laughs> and that's all I do. Yeah. And, and carry it. Yeah.
0: so we've got to Produce it and carry as, it. As, yep. as, a, as a transport industry, we, we've known for years that you, you've been screwed to to bolster the profits. But, you know, we, we're all living in a society where we can make a decision to change that. So no matter what you're doing, and you could be driving a truck or, or getting around a caravan car, stoning motels or whatever, the, the choices you make on when where you eat what you buy where you buy are uh, are actually quite serious to to the effect on the economy for those small towns so you know when when you're travelling around and you think well I can, I can go to a supermarket and buy all this stuff in a town and it, and it's convenient because it's going to save you half an hour you're travelling around it really doesn't matter Go go to the bakery. Go to the butcher shop. Go to, if there's and if there is a fruit and veg shop in town, go and buy stuff off them. That that'll be cheaper. It'll be better produce.
2: I, I, I've got to say, take yeah. You know, one of the things that sticks in my mind is when when in uh, in that mid to late nineties when we were running North Queensland, and then bananas to Perth and then back out of Perth back across the east. A lot of our work we did was Port Lincoln tuna, so we'd uh, we would load bait fish out of um, Albany, and bring bait fish across to uh, to Port Lincoln, and then unload that and uh, and then reload fresh tuna for Melbourne or Sydney for the international airports. And I remember asking at Port Lincoln, saying, "You know." I'm a bit confused. So, I'm, you know, we catch this tuna and we send it away. How come I can't buy Australian tuna? And the laugh was, well, that's because the, you know, the the Japanese will pay a fortune for it. And and I've got to say, we, I um, I used to load these tuna coffins, and it was kind kind of quite bizarre when I first did the first load of them, and they were essentially two blue, you know, two tuna laying. In, in a coffin on the floor of the fridge van and there was 22 spaces of them <clears throat> pardon me and um i've always been you know i've always enjoyed my tuna but for the last i don't know four five six years i refuse to buy tuna tuna that's packed caught and packed in thailand i'm i'm sorry i don't care who it offends i refuse to buy it and uh while we're on the subject of our cow, I come across a company completely by accident about two and a half years ago that's owned, again, by a husband and wife in Cairns called Little Tuna. Yeah. Okay? Now, that tuna that they they process is caught in Australian waters, in fresh, crystal clear water, while caught on a hook. It's not caught... Internet where turtles get caught up and, and all the other poor creatures get caught up there. They're wild caught on a hook. They're processed in cans. You can go online, little tuna, click on the button. You can either, same as our cow, you can subscribe or you can do one off deliveries and they send this tuna down to you and it's in chili spring water and olive oil. And oh, my God. Mm. And... It works out per gram. It actually works out cheaper than the garbage you buy in the tins in the grocery store.
0: It's it's amazing, isn't it? And the, like for people like our cow that are doing this to that, that logistics side of it to get yes. chilled meat to your door. And one of the things is people um, say, oh, it's it's cryovac or something, and that's you know terrible. That one of the best things you can actually do with meat is cryovac it.
2: Is aged and, in dry Absolutely,
0: right. yes. And and one of the things you see with supermarket meat is is the time between the actual slaughterhouse and the and the time it's it's cut up and put on a tray. That the aging process actually happens whilst in transit in a tray with a bit of plastic over it, not as a carcass. And correct people that understand meat and know meat that that's not ideal in in the flavour. Or, or the tenderness of meat. Um, so it's it's a matter of trying to get that meat as quick as you can killed and and on the on the supermarket shelf, which is not what butchers do because you know in a small butcher shop they understand that they, the the carcass they get in today they're going to let it age a bit in a cooler because that's what makes the best quality.
2: Well, my my beautiful wife Amanda, her her late dad uh, farther on he was an old-school butcher in Melbourne and he was the real deal with a blue and white striped apron mm. the, whole, the whole thing when Amanda was a kid she'd uh, she'd go into her mum and dad's butcher shop and you know on Saturday morning with her dad and fill sausages you know and 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 yeah absolutely that that was the deal they would they would get the meat in and he would age it long before the customer got it mm. <clears throat> and um, there you know, the, the great thing I feel in the age we're living in today is there There are the wheels turning very slowly. It's like an ocean liner, but the wheel is turning. And there are options for consumers to go, bugger this. I I am going to take an alternative direction with my protein. And, um, you know, we see it in the Lockyer Valley here. Unfortunately, a lot of the butcher shops have closed, thanks to the supermarkets. Um but there is a couple of small ones left. But as I say, we, we have definitely gone over to that that, that our cow um, option because even even you know they guarantee the chickens free range.
4: Mm.
2: It, you know the, the, it goes on and on. But um, we, we need to make we need to make those choices, as you say, Craig. You know for for ourselves, for our own health, for the animal welfare, for the planet. It, it's it's those small choices that, that make a difference. And the irony is, going back to our transport industry, <laughs> mm. which is where we always do a full circle and go back to, the irony is it's it's the same old thing. The small operator, the family business, the, the owner-driver, the family business, the, that, that small fleet, when they're undertaking their business, there is more care involved because each person has some skin in the game, whether it's an owner driver or, a, or the company driver for the small fleet mm. or the small fleet, the mum and dad owner, et cetera, there's skin in the business so they care and it's the same in food production. You know, the, these massive factory farms, the people that work there are only there for a for a pay. Mm. They don't really care what happens at the end yeah. and the end result is healthy, a healthier, better way to live and it's the same with the transporting. You know the, the, the these multinational companies. You know, I'm not saying all employees. That's not the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing to say. But let's face it, a lot of them are just there for a pay packet. They don't really care.
0: Yeah. The, um, the, the challenge over the years, though, it's you know, the 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 reason we've moved to the bigger feedlots and things like that is it's easier to store the grain than to store the meat. Yes. So yes, that's that's how it's worked out, but. We we all have an option here. We can chase your your local supplier, and so we've got a great butcher shop here in town. We support no them, and no um, yep. and yep. thing is, if if they're shut and you do go to the supermarket, um, their meat's still on the supermarket shelf.
4: Because
0: mm. mm. we live in a small community where they don't get, you know, great big supply. But anyway, that's um. Yeah, another the, thing.
2: The, su- the supermarkets don't... The, the major chains don't really deserve our business for the way they treat their growers and the way they treat their transporters. They really do
0: not. Yeah. but a, They but a do not deserve market, our business. But a supermarket should be selling Omo and Chucks and dishwashing detergent and things like Correct. that. It's not... You know, they shouldn't be selling meat. There's a market there that... It goes back to not just supplying, you know, um, jobs to to local communities and things like that, and this this becomes in you know, a whole bigger philosophical conversation absolutely. Isn't it, about absolutely where, where we should be and what we should be doing, and you know we all have a, a place on the planet, and and what a supermarket or or grocery store or whatever you used to call it. Um, those items were the things that were in a box, that you yes. you can get if it if it was um, needed to be in a fridge, um, or or produce it, it was never sold in those places. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I I am a true believer of old school in you know old school in in the way our economy should work, old school in the way we should be teaching. You know my my mum she she was a teacher that was brought up in the the old methods and you know we look at our children now and they're growing up and with they have so much access to information but i've got to say in most levels they're really not doing very well in in street smarts because no they're not you know they don't have that they don't have to learn stuff on their own it's just oh there's a youtube video watch that that's good you know when you hear of kids at school and it's becoming the end of the year again and um, what did you do at school? Oh, we watched videos. Well, mm. you know, I'd rather you at home mowing the lawn and digging holes in the backyard and doing well, stuff like that. But
2: Well, I have I have an interesting story to share with you all. Uh yesterday my, my, my beautiful wife who works at a major transport company here in the Lockyer Valley. Uh, they were doing, they're they doing some Christmas decorations through the offices. Uh, there was a couple of young girls there that have started in the office this year. Um, I believe one's 18 and one's 20. Um, and they got uh, Amanda and, and one of her colleagues who's you know, our age group, got the tape measure out and they were measuring some stuff in the office, I, I'm assuming they were measuring for, you know, Christmas decorations, etc., and these two young girls had absolutely no clue how to read a tape measure. No clue. Zero.
0: Was that you in the background there, Mike?
1: No, yeah, I'm just sort of yeah. sitting here. Just, you know, I mean, I'm just, I've got nothing to say. You are oh, just doing my whole thing. So all right,
0: College just wrote a message on her paper. She says, where's Mike? <laughs> I said, <that> Mike's <laughs> Mike, or Mike, Mike, or Mike. Anyway. No, you still couldn't read, you read a say, tape right. measure. We don't have no, to no, ring triple O, so that's all good. No, no, you don't have to ring triple
1: O. I'm just sort of sitting here <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I can't, I can't add to this conversation
2: at all, so I might as well just shut up. Go on. Get in there, Uncle Mike. Couldn't read a tape measure. You must have an opinion on that. You've well, got to have one. I do, actually. I have an opinion on just about anything. I've got, I've got an opinion about the shape
1: of a Coke bottle, mate.
0: Mm-hmm. Bless I mean, your heart.
1: You know, have you seen it, that he does
0: does love things though like you know when they brought Coke bottles out with names on them and they had Mike yeah, on it? That's right. He loved yeah. those ones.
2: Have have <laughs> have has anyone <laughs> besides myself ever seen the movie The Gods Must Be Crazy? Yes. I've I have seen, seen that. the Gods what must a fantastic be crazy. movie with the Coke bottle. <laughs> that's
1: right. Do you know what the I've thing, watched
0: that tonight? Is it still on this, Netflix or probably not? I,
1: what a fantastic film. <laughs> no, it'd have to be there on Netflix or something somewhere. It'd be there.
0: It'd, be it'd definitely YouTube. be there somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. we do so, we do um, we do suffer this terrible digital age of so much information, but at the end of the day, no knowledge.
1: Well, um, I exactly. remember, I remember before we had the internet, and we used to go to the library. Yes, um, uh, the library to, was a wonderful place. You had to go to the library. And you would, you know, find the cards in the drawers to tell you which where the book was that you needed to needed to read. Back in the day, when if you wanted to see naked boobies, you had to find National Geographic magazine library or something like that.
0: Sounds like you knew where to do all that, Michael. It was either that
1: or your dad's stash of hustlers or something that he had out the shed that you had to put back in the right order so no one knew you'd seen them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, just that sort of stuff. You know, obviously huh. times have changed since then, and now we can just Google boobs and, you know, and that to me, I was amazed, you know. I mean, I know it's, it's like it's, it's late in the evening now, so we can talk about this. Pornhub is one of the
0: most <laughs> seriously. I think Colin was just choking here, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, we talk about knowledge, talk about knowledge, can't read a tape measure, but we can Google boobs on mm-hmm. Pornhub.
0: But you can go and, to Netflix you know, and watch. There's a whole documentary on Pornhub. Mm, yeah.
1: I'm sure there is. But, I mean, if you, I mean, you've only got to look at news.com, what passes for news. I mean, I've made a, a segment out of it of what passes for news. Mm, the tomato um, how everything,
0: missing in space.
1: The tomato missing in space. I mean, and everything's an insane hack, and everyone's getting slammed. You know, Indeed. like it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's just, everything's just completely over the top. And, you know, you can, you can get a grant to go to university to discover, you know, study left-handed penis puppetry, but you mm-hmm. can't, <laughs> you, know, you can't, go mm-hmm. and, can't go and get a grant to do anything worthwhile. Mm. Like, you know, the amount of effort that you've got to go through to do anything worthwhile in the world these days is just ridiculous.
2: There's you want to do something- there's, there's wise words there. Wise there's wise words, words there yeah. for Michael. And so, accurate. Dead
1: accurate. So, so it's not a surprise to me that kids don't know how to read a tape measure. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, they... Sometimes I'm don't surprised they
0: know how to open the fridge, but... Well... Anyway...
1: I think yes. that's kind of, when they're teenagers, they learn how to open the fridge and the cupboard doors and see what Nana's got stacked in there and mm. you know,
2: nick off with well, grandparents after dinner meals. But anyway, I, I I just don't I'm I'm perplexed as as to what has happened mm. in the one that one generation, and and we discuss this all the time. And I had I had the conversation with with Yogi the other day on the phone and. I, I just don't understand like when you, you know i'm i'm i feel old but I'm not really an old man you know in mm. in the eighties if dad said dad said to me he well dad not if he would say to me he's a twenty liter drum cut in half with with uh, uh full of kerosene and a paintbrush get underneath that truck and trailer and degrease it and hose it off. And when you finish, come and see me. And there was never any debate. It was, okay, and then what do I do after that? Oh, well, what are you going to do after that is, like when, when, when Dad would go away, he would leave me with anything up to two dozen brake shoes, mm. truck brake shoes, and... A, a, a hammer and a chisel and he would say, Now when I get home I want all those mm-hmm. worn out brake pads stripped off and I want them all relined. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean I've I've still got my ten digits, my fingers and my thumbs and, and I learnt that when punching out a rivet if you hit your thumb with a hammer it hurt like forty bars so and you only did it two or three times and you never did it again. That's right. Yep. I just don't understand what's happened
1: well now. Yeah. <laughs> talk about people getting stern warnings I know that if my old man ever gave me a stern warning I was lucky to get one of those without getting a clip up here as well so a boot in the backside yeah yep so you know I'm not saying that in any way uh, we were mistreated but um, sometimes you certainly thought you were you know like it's uh, it's um, just one of those things really isn't it I mean i I wonder I, I I know I thought when the internet came into being, I thought that we had all this access to knowledge, and we would be much better off because of it. Um, it turns out even though we got all this access to knowledge, we turned out to be much more stupid as a result of it, and I can't understand that I really can't we're dumbing down we're dumbing we down
2: yeah
1: and of course, I mean you've only got to look at what happens on the news. These days, once upon a time, there was a bloke named Peter Henderson who used to read the news out here, and he told you what the news was. He didn't tell you what he thought about it. Mm. He he read the headlines. Reporters don't do that anymore. Mm. They tell you what they think Mm. about it. Um, Mm. I mean, times have changed, but even then, If we look back at what the Romans had to say in their day, they reckon the times were changing and the world was coming to an end then. Well, from Rome it probably did, but the earth's still spinning. I expect the same will happen. Um, In our world, things will continue to change. It's the way
2: of it. That's deep, Michael. Sorry? That's deep. It is deep. That is deep. That is deep. Yeah.
4: Mm.
1: the money on the coffee as well. That's scary as too,
2: isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the to you asked what I thought about a tape measure. <laughs> well, isn't it, isn't it amazing where a conversation can take you though. That's what I like. Oh. That's what I love about a conversation. From where a it can to take you. Where, yeah, where yeah. it can lead you. Absolutely. Well,
1: yeah. well this is what this is what Saturday night's all about. I mean, we're not we're not uh, it's it's the conversations that you have around the fire. A bunch of, I mean, we're all we're all thinking adults. We're all, life has kicked us all in the arse a few times. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. And, uh, you know, we've learned a few lessons. Mm. And uh, we we have opinions. We've seen a few things. And uh, so, you know, the, the sort of conversations that you have sitting around the table while you have a beer, uh, talking about the cares of the week or what it is that you've seen or haven't seen. And,
0: and you like you, where you buy your T-bone from.
1: And where you buy your T-bone from. So, I, I, I have always thought, you know, that the, the meat off the farm, straight off the farm, has always been better. Mm. And every time I've ever had the opportunity to do that, I've always had done I because I didn't know about our cow, though.
0: Yeah, they'll deliver it to your yeah. door. Um, but they, they treat, you know, the way it comes to you humanely and, and stuff like that is one thing. But, you know, the the best way for meat to for you to eat is actually to shoot it in the paddock yeah, like, it's
4: the best when it's sitting it there grazing the and it's got no idea yes.
0: it stress like i think yep. it's within within an hour of of cattle yep. being moved through through a process yep. you know the meat start, actually starts to toughen up it's yep. you know if if it's, it, there's different things msa grading and and that but but even f- um, cattle in feedlots, if they're treated in the right way, and the feedlots have enough open space, it's it's not too bad. But, right. but grass-fed cattle grazing the paddock that are uh, introduced well to, you know, people around them, trucks, yards, things like that, they will produce better meat. It, it's a mm. fact. It's just how it happens. So, st- stress on any animal. Um, Say so within an hour of of um, being taken out of the paddock will affect the, the quality of the meat.
2: The eye the eye opener for for me the real eye opener for me was when we first started towing these these tankers a few years back. Um, the company the company that owned the trailers we owned the prime mover with a driver in it and then the company owned the tankers. Um, we, we set these particular set of tankers up. Um, for the job and one of of the tricks was to drop some chains in the hatches so when you uh, with coloured zip clips on particular links in the chain for the different products for for your axle weights, your cross weights and uh, when these we took these trailers on they had the chain set up in the hatches but the chains were mild steel and they had surface rust on them and within two weeks of carding this product called anagro which come in from South America uh, via graincorp, these mm-hmm. these chains were like they were chrome they were brand new they were mm-hmm. bare metal so that product would eat rust off a chain and then they feed the product to the cattle and then you eat the cattle mm. that's all I've got to say
4: <laughs> well
1: <laughs> Mate, you don't want to... Let me tell you that you don't want to know some of the stuff that goes inside tankers that ends up in food.
4: That'd be Correct. Right.
1: Correct. <laughs> it's, Correct. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Correct. Um, parasitic acid smells just like bloody... Oh. Barbecue, and like the salt and vinegar chips.
0: Mm, funny mm, stories mate. of all. Hey, Paul. Yes. I, when we were talking earlier today, I said... Uh, have you got any songs for tonight? Yes. And you sent me the first one. Do you remember what it is? Mm. Can you introduce it?
2: Uh it was Highway Patrol by Junior Brown.
0: Right, eh? So I've never heard this before. So
2: right. I hope it's <laughs> good. I hope it's good. It's better than good. It's fantastic, right, actually. Eh?
0: So we're going to play it, and um, oh, wow! We'll be right. tickle me pink. Tickle, well, well, tickle you, but not pink and certainly no flamingos I'm only going to tell you yeah. right Righto, high Patrol boy Junior Brown We'll be right
8: I got a star on my car and one on my chest A gun on my hip and the right to arrest I'm the guy who's a boss on this highway so, watch out what you're doing when you're driving my way. If you break the law, you'll hear from me. I know I'm a working for the state, I'm the highway patrol. Well, you'll know me when you see me, cause my door is painted white. With my siren screaming and my flashing red light. I work all day. If I write you out a ticket, then you better drive slow I'm just a- doing my job, I'm the highway patrol I'm the highway patrol, the highway patrol My hours are long and my pay is low But I'll do my best to keep you driving slow I'm just a- doing my job, I'm the highway patrol your boots i'm coming after you if you want to race then get on a race track or if you try to run away i'm gonna bring you back i'm here to keep all the speed driving slow i'm just a- doing my job on the highway patrol Job, I'm the Highway Patrol I'm just a doing my job I'm the
6: Highway Patrol
0: We're back everybody Hope you're enjoying the show And, and uh Paul I must say, if you love your uh, your uh, fresh meat, get on to www.ourcow.com.au. au. Mm, and
2: if you and if you love fresh Australian tuna, get on to Little Tuna. Mm. Absolutely,
0: these people should Don't. be paying us a lot more money. I think. Well, well they're not paying
2: us any money, dude.
1: Well, a lot us more would be a around. bit, then, wouldn't
0: mm. it? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but, you know, it's um promoting a good product, so regardless, Michael. Yeah. So, Paul, where's Millie tonight? Yes.
2: Uh Millie's actually having a bit of a quiet night. She had a she had a big day today. It's been devil devilishly hot in the in the valley. We've had thirty five plus degree days for the last three days. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, yeah, she's she's actually in in. She, oh, I was going to say she's, she's in bed with uh, she's in bed with Amanda and our little baby cattle dog Jerry Lee. But I've just heard him bark, and I think he's actually out behind the house. here barking at cattle. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, the wife and kids are. Oh no, he's outside. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, Millie's uh, Millie's. Yeah, she she doesn't do well in the heat because. She's getting a bit of age on her these days. Like, I
0: reckon she'd be, what, 30 by yeah? now? She's, she's she's
2: knocking on the door at 30. Like, mm. she's a few years on. Her, so, and does she have a
0: drinking problem or not?
2: Yes, very much so. Mm. Raging alcoholic.
0: It's a problem yeah. with goats?
2: Well, not necessarily with goats, but certainly with Millie, because she, when we were doing those Perth runs, she would start guzzling um, rate but then would... You all laugh like it's a joke, but it's actually dead serious. She well, would serious guzzle go to road.
0: Yeah, because she's very but, close to you. Like, we can look at it as a joke, but. But,
2: you know. but then. But. <laughs> you're all laughing. But then, when when Amanda. Colette, stop laughing. I told me that's when, Mike. When, <laughs> when, when, when Amanda and I met. My darling my darling wife used to be a vodka drinker and uh then then who's snorting she used to be a vodka drink Somebody snorting some she used it's to be a vodka drinker like. so then so then the three the, the three of us went on the circuit one week you know my brisbane cans Cairns, sydney sydney brisbane circuit and amanda come away with us and she said oh can i take a little bottle of vodka with me i said look it, there's i really do have a no alcohol policy in the truck but take a take a little hip flask and that's fine and then oh goodness gracious me Millie got this great idea to pour vodka in a go to and uh oh, jesus christ it was just that was just the end she just became a raging a raging um uh what was the word um Goat. To, no no there's there's a there's a fifties word for uh uh a nineteen fifties term for a drinker it was uh a blush. She a became blush. a blush. Oh, no. Oh, she would just drink and drink and drink. And, and, you know, if I was out of the truck unloading in the Sydney markets, I, I would basically have to unplug the UHF, the <laughs> microphone, because <laughs> Millie would just get in there and start, you know, any any truckers out there looking for a good time. <laughs> Oh, and, and, oh, I'll tell you what—it's hard for a man to make a living. Yeah, it is.
0: But I can't believe they mixed vodka and Gatorade Well, and yeah. well, well. But the, you allowed the, this the, to happen. Too, you're an enabler, Paul. Or was it well, a man who did I- it? I I was busy. I was on a 5,900 kilometre
2: rotation per week, 52 weeks a year for 12 years. There was only so much a man could do. I'd just go off, for the love of God, you two, get in the bunk of the 900. And they would, you you know, they would both get in the back there and we'd be pumping out some good tunes. And my bloody, you know, my my girlfriend at the time, who'd become my beautiful wife, is sitting in there with my bloody goat giving her vodka and Gatorade, which become Gatorade.
0: It's so irresponsible, though, isn't it?
2: Well, it is mm. irresponsible service of alcohol. I won't yeah. deny it. I'm guilty as charged. Yeah.
0: But Millie's doing very well these days.
2: Look, she's she's become a bit more of a. Uh, I guess she's become that mature woman. Um, <laughs> so she she you know she she still goes to the salon for her hofer cure, yep. and her uh, she. Yeah, Amanda puts on her extended eyelashes, her false eyelashes in the morning, and she's, you know, like I got to tell you, people laugh. People laughed at me all those years of having Millie on the road, right? But you got no idea how hard it is to buy three bras for a goat for your Christmas present.
0: Oh, I do actually. I because I, goats I, have six boobies. I can understand it,
2: yeah. all right? So. Yeah. It's it's a it's a real hassle to go to Victoria's Secret and buy three little bras for your your, your goat girlfriend. It's, yeah. it's not so easy. Is this
0: why you ended up not shopping at all?
2: It 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 has something to do with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So
0: um. In the end, you just go. I cannot do anything to please the goat. So well, why should I try? Well, I remember we were in
2: Perth. At, you know, Christmas Eve we were in Perth, and she said, "What what am I getting for Christmas?" And I, Oh, I dropped the fridge van and went to one of the big, beautiful shopping centres and I tried to buy uh, four fishnet stockings and four stilettos, little you know size four stilettos and the lady in the shop thought I was a complete weirdo. I don't know what that was about. But um,
0: Did you mention I don't you I, did you
2: I did, it was for goat? I did, maybe that you? was the problem. Oh, no, no, I, I did mention you, it was for
0: my goat. I thought you might have said, <laughs> it, was might have said no, it was for your wife. <laughs> no, no. To be a bit I, stranger than for your goat, I, I would have thought.
2: Well, look, I've t- I got to tell you, you know, I don't I don't know whether you, you six realised that I lost my first wife. Do you realise that?
0: Where'd you no? lose her?
2: Well, thankfully, my neighbour found her, so it was all good in the end. But, um, mm. yeah, anyway, moving on there with was, Millie. There, there was, I, I think, and you were serious for a second. I'm like, dear Lord,
1: are we, where are we going now? <laughs> Um, Thankfully, my neighbour found us, so it was a good result. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I get it now. I've oh, got it.
0: And and what was that? Mike, you didn't want me to play start me up. No,
1: I don't. No, um, oh. I've got a text message here from uh, from a listener that wanted to know if your guy Paul was at Mulgowi Markets tonight. I'm thinking he's meeting your uh, your butcher guy or something.
2: Uh, actually, I wondered what was happening down at the showgrounds tonight, and I'm assuming that, there you go, we're sitting up on the hill and I see all the sorts of lights, so they must be having the December night markets at the Mulgowie markets. There you go. Um, isn't that, isn't it a small world?
0: (laughs) We've had carols by candlelight tonight, and I, I just so wanted to go. Right. Um, but Collett said, no, you can't. You have to go and radio tonight. Mm. I said, all right. But anyway, we missed out on Carol's. But apparently they had fireworks. And Dog I don't know, Milo's asleep on that. I, I think I'll take a photo. i even send it to you, Paul. He's actually cons- consumed the lands very well tonight, considering there was fireworks on. Mm. You know So
2: the- So... So, so there is a butcher that there is a butcher now and then that does go to the Mulgaui Markets, uh, Mike. But um, he is, I believe, he he's a free range book, butcher from, that Stanthorpe area. Um, oh, wow. So uh, he he does he does sell some fantastic meats as well. Isn't that a small world? It just goes to show you, and again, my late dad's policy of being kind to everyone you speak to and come in contact with because you just never know who is who. You should
0: always be kind to everybody,
2: unless they're unkind
0: to you, and then that changes the circle. Well, that
2: doesn't apply to the transport industry, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's all very interesting. we don't have a lot of time left here. I was gonna play a song but we're nearly yeah, it's it's probably news no, time really yeah. so we won't bother about that. But yep. it's been very right. interesting talking tonight, Paul, about Millie and her escapades and Gatorade and oh, yeah. things like that and now cow. So
2: and, and 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 one thing I will add to that and and, and um you know, Colette, um Rose and, and Amanda may may chime in on this but... I got to tell you to find a stay fast lipstick that doesn't smudge on goat lips. <laughs> that is quite the challenge.
0: I, quite
5: I'll
0: do the, the research for you, Paul. That's uh, certainly an area that I'm not. I don't <laughs> well, in. the sandbox. We uh, we were uh,
2: we were we we were disregarded late one night on the Port Augusta Waybridge when uh, when one of the authorities jumped up on the step and asked me for my back in those days, logbook, way prior to Work Diary, logbook and license, and Millie was in the passenger seat and she jumped across and kissed him right on the face. With lipstick uh,
0: on?
2: With lipstick on, he did not find that funny at all. Mm. At all. Mm. No sense of humour. I don't know what's wrong with people.
0: That's the problem Uh, these days, that no one has a sense of humour anymore. No
2: one has a sense of humour. What the hell's wrong with society? Don't
0: mm. know. Don't know anymore. Mm. Mm.
2: We need more goat
1: love. I I, um, I opened a door at the checking station at Marool and one night. I was driving a cab over Kenworth. I'm um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry because these things happen. And um, this 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 uh, NHVR, well, it wasn't an NHVR, then they were an RTA. Uh, Obviously, yeah. come stalking up towards the side of the truck, and I. I opened the door because my window wouldn't go down. He was going to ask for a licence and my book and that. I had it all there in the hot little hand. And I opened the door, and he got him right in the middle with the edge of the door, the lip of the door, mm-hmm. um, and split his forehead open. Flattened him on the ground, and I and I laughed because I thought it was initially funny until I saw the fact that he was bleeding like a bastard. But um, he reckoned I did that on purpose. It was an accident. Um, but. Uh, Talking about inadvertently things happening to mm.
2: funny. So you didn't do it on
1: purpose, Mike? No, I didn't do it on purpose. I, right. just, I was sort of opening the door.
2: Ah, and... oh. well, I Mailed must say, in. and I can say this because my dear old dad is unfortunately 22 years gone, but I forget, I've forgotten the amount of times where he would pop the dry, pop his right elbow on the on the door lock of the Kenworth door handle lock yeah. the door and wait for old mate to climb up and grab hold of the door handle, then unlock it and pop the door open and send the scaly the copper flat out <laughs> off the top of the step on his backside in the dirt, then just get out laughing raging on an Italian going, putana, putana. and old mate would be sitting in the dust going, what the hell has this happened? And yeah. there was a, two notorious coppers in South East Queensland called Pawpaw and uh, cowboy and Pawpaw Paul Paul had the torch between the drive wheels of one of the old man's W models one night. I don't know what he was doing but he had the torch and he was looking at the torsion bar and old Freddy who I refer to as my dear old dad, rest his soul, walked up behind him and, and whacked him in the backside with his hip and old mate went sailing into the chassis rail and the old torsion bars in those days a lot of the good operators had four um, four grease nipples on a plate under the chassis rail so you could grease your torsion bar while you were travelling instead of getting under the truck. And old mate yep. whacked his forehead on those four grease nipples <laughs> <laughs> and come back out with four lots of claret sprouting out of, spraying out of his forehead. And the old man's gone, you fall over, you silly man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, Dad, we're going to jail. He said, "You no worry.
1: You <laughs> no worry. No worry." I got an SMS from the from the the, the uh, caller that sort of said about the uh, butcher at the markets, and he said that he's having the uh, having the rosemary sausages for tea from the market. Oh, there you go.
2: Very nice. Awesome. There you go. Well done. All right.
0: Well, Paul, it's been great having you on tonight.
2: Boys always a pleasure.
0: Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Thank oh, you. It's soy sausages, sorry. Mike, it's yeah. um been a pleasure having you and Colette, you're sitting here on your phone, you know, talk or not?
5: I'm I'm listening.
0: She's listening. Yeah. So again a shout out tonight to um Queensland Rail please, please and Colette out. does size matter.
5: It does when you're approaching a bridge. Yeah, know your yeah, tracking height, Craig.
0: So knows all about size. Can... Oh, Colette, darling, size matters
2: regardless. Come on, be honest.
5: Now, Paul, I don't know what time of night it is, but I don't know whether we can go there. Mm.
0: <laughs> anyway, we've had a terrific night here and uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. And just remember, next um next week on, for Saturday Night Live will actually be Friday Night Live and yep. uh, we'll, we, we will replay it on Saturday Night but we all have a few commitments so that's what we're oh, going to do
2: yes. that's, news, that's news to the seventh wheel, I did not know that was happening thank oh, you, yes, you, I know
0: you know now don't you? I do, indeed
2: right.
0: so part of the okay. team meeting here but anyway we've had a, have a, had a great night here, it's news time and Mike thank you everyone Yes, if you can't be good, be spectacular. Good night, everybody. We'll good night, folks. Wednesday night. Thank you.